The following content is created by three niggas of an average age of too old for this shit. Start the <laughs> start the show. Start the fucking show. <laughs> I think I think that's about the the median age right now. We live to me Riggs. At this t- right, at this t- just, <laughs> Come on, Riggs. <laughs> I'm at I'm at the age where it's completely acceptable for me to say too old for this shit. Oh man. Um and just everybody know exactly what right in the pocket of where we're at. <laughs> um niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. I'm your boy Oz. I am not the one found on the toilet. What? What? He gets found on the toilet in the second one. Oh, yeah, he did. Riggs comes in. He's on the toilet. Yeah, Lethal Weapon 2. There was a bomb on On the toilet, toilet. and he couldn't get And the whole bomb squad had to be there, and Mel Gibson really had to sit with him while while they they were defusing the bomb. That's when that whole too old for this shit really became the running joke for that franchise. They caught this nigga on his toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Like like the like the whole running joke of the Lethal Weapon movies was that every time the shit went down, it was always Danny Glover in some fucked up in, in some, some fucked up, up position. position. Yeah, because that wasn't even because that wasn't even the funniest one. That was the funniest one was when they was when they were fighting a dude that's basically a juggernaut from Call of Duty, and he had a flamethrower. And Mel Gibson goes, "Well, run out there. Fuck well, I tell you like what, take it, take your shirt off." Uh, take your, pants, take your off. pants off and run out there and and squawk like a chicken and it'll distract him and then I can shoot and then I can shoot his 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 fuel tank and sure enough three. and sure enough he did he shot his fuel tank I think it was four I think it was four three. Started okay. three okay and they shot his fuel t- and and he shot his fuel tank and they beat the guy or whatever and there was a huge explosion on the block but sure enough when everybody pulled up Danny Glover was in his silk boxers. And then he was he, and in the it, rain. He in, in the, the rain. rain. And he in was in the rain. And he said, "Damn, how damn? How'd you know that was going? That really worked, man. That really worked." He's like, "I ain't gonna lie to you. I just said that shit because I thought I didn't know you'd actually do it. I didn't even think you were gonna actually go out there and do it, man. I was just fucking with you. Could have done anything. Could have done anything, Bertone. And he ended up on the front page of the paper, and they kept putting the front page of the paper up all around the office, <laughs> fucking with this man." All right, now this stops. <laughs> we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> and then politely tagged it right back up. And then put it right back. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Who are, who are you? If they, I'm the one not found on the toilet, goddammit. And introduce yourself, my nigga. Shit. I am the man who shakes his head <laughs> because what the fuck? There's one of those. There's always one of those in a Lethal Weapon movie. It's usually the, it's usually their boss, but you know. Yeah, um, it, it is. It's it's your boy, the flowing one. What's up? This episode, what episode is it? No, it's no, not that high. No, it's like 253. 253? 254. 254. 254. Yeah, it's 253. Yeah, 252 is our cat is dead. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 250, 253. Um, damn, we're getting up there, man. I love it. I'm just counting down to 300, bro. Uh, 300 going to be a movie. I promise you that. Um, how's everybody doing
I'm bringing the cameras. All the more reason to wear a mask. Um, uh, mental health, one to ten. How's everybody doing? About a seven five. I'd say seven five eight. I got some pretty decent news this week. Um, mine mine's getting up there. Had a un, had a couple of uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations. Um, uh, so it's fluctuated a little bit. I went on. I went on what I like to call it, you know, for the sake of me staying even because I'm really in writing mode right now uh, with the comics um, in progress. Um, I went on what I call an artist date. Y'all know I don't really go in for that self-help bullshit, but there's a there's a book called The Artist Way. And one of the things that a young lady uh, told me about some time ago is every now and then take yourself on an artist date. And, you, you know, you can something and just take yourself somewhere where you can clear your head, but something that means something to you or that's meaningful creatively, even if that's just a place in the park, the museum, whatever. Um, and take your, you know, if you're a writer, take your, take your, take your notebook with you or if your artist, take your notebook with you or whatever. But just something to, to get yourself out of, your workspace and out of your head. Um, so I had a good time doing that. Um, took some pictures, uh, did some, did a few things. And I, I, I had a, it was a pretty good way to spend the Thursday. Um, so things like that keep me together and keep me a little sane. So I guess if I had to put a number on it, it's fluctuated, but I put me in an average of a 7.5. And and rising because um this is because as we usually do, we had a good time so far and you niggas are out of order. Um What if, Patreon was perfectly if, calm, if you sane, not, and and aligned with all the values. Patreon has become batshit crazy. <laughs> I, Patreon has become completely in it's become the Wild West. I was just explaining how to play roulette to make yourself get into a better mental position. That's I, all. I don't like lying to our listeners. <laughs> at, at, at all. That's telling the truth. That's that's a half truth. That is you, I was <laughs> that like is, that is you telling your truth and you and your truth is warped. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it is askew, sir. It is askew. If you want to know what the fuck if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about, please subscribe to Patreon. All the all the tiers are um, under ten dollars. Um, you get one. You get one dollar. You get five dollar. You get eight dollar. Um, speaking of which, shout out to the new listeners. What the fuck are y'all doing here? What are y'all doing here? Like, what are y'all trying to prove at this point? They heard about the giveaway. I think they did. They, they heard we're gonna give we're gonna give away something in Q in Q one. Um, which is still, which is we still need to have a conversation about that. But yeah, that's still happening. Y'all are def- somebody's just gonna up and get something, and they're gonna lose their shit about it. Um, shout out to the new listeners. Shout out to the old listeners. Shout out to the first times, the long times, the last times. Shout out to all my niggas on SoundCloud, Google, iHeart, uh, Spotify, anywhere quality content is disseminated. Shout out to all my niggas on Patreon. <laughs> Uh, we have a new patron, actually. Uh, like to welcome my man Thomas Phillips, longtime listener. Finally made that change. Um, uh, definitely like to welcome here. All all contributions are welcome. Um, we have, and I have to, I have to look them up again. But we actually have a few people on uh, 
on Patreon because you know you can you cannot subscribe to a tier and just follow a patron. Like, and, oh, okay. You know, um, so every now and then I, I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop them a little free treat. Um, uh, work that out. I think they I think they deserve it too. It is, it's more than one person, so I'm, I think they deserve to just drop a little something to uh, tantalize them to come on over. I like you know, we, treats. You know what we should do with the giveaway. We should like reach out to those that are engaging with us and let okay. them decide between something off of the uh, Opinions While Black website or a euphonic pick. And the euphonic <laughs> pick is a mystery pick, yeah. Because I know you. I know what insane. The, look, I, I know already what know what I already. I was say I know what the euphonic <laughs> pick is. Open your mind. Open your mind. <laughs> Open your mind. Because I already oh, know. Man. Because when I bring it to the meeting, I already know what he's gonna do. He's gonna go. Is it a man or a woman? <laughs> I already know. I already know. No, the, the, the last one that he said. It does not matter, actually. Oh, that's the, right. The, Open your yep. mind. Open your mind. Oh, <laughs> that could be anybody. Switches are real, buddy. <laughs> oh shit. That is the that is the name of this episode. <laughs> Open your mind. That is the name of this episode. I'm putting it down right now. Your mind. There it is. It's there. Um uh, want to want to give flowers? Oh, you know what? Shout out! Got to give a shout out. Shout out to longtime listener, longtime friend, uh, my little sister, his best friend, uh, Fluent's best friend, Kanji. Hey. Kanji sent me a care package. I forgot to acknowledge this last week. I have been complaining for the longest about how expensive hair is getting for me. Just having hair. Um, because before the pandemic, I never had hair. I got, I got a regular fade. I got a regular, even all over fade for the entirety of my life. So hair did not matter to me. I barely brushed it. I brushed it. Like I, I wash it. Then I brush it. That was the whole, that was all the care I ever gave my hair. Having hair and having locks is way more complicated <laughs> than I thought it was. Way more complicated because the the niggas that I knew that had locks were just kind of round away niggas that yeah they get it retwisted and washed every now and then, but it was so far in between they got it done professionally. That's expensive as fuck, especially when your shit is getting long. And Kanji sent me a care package full of lovely products because those products can get pricey of lovely products um, so I could do it at home. Inc- hey. Including including, but not limited to a very intimidating cat, uh, uh, rat tail brug- comb. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most... Let me, let, me pull, let, me, let me look at this. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta tighten up your own stuff, bro. This is the most serious comb I have ever seen in my life. With a metal, with yeah. a metal end, yeah. my nigga. That's how you get through the hair, bro. <laughs> Holy shit! That's how you part that tight ass hair. <laughs> thank I'm, you. I'm, on, on behalf, thank you, thank you, Kanji. Thank you, Kanji. Uh, follow, uh, do follow Kanji on Twitter. She's still on the Twitters, um, fellas. Dear God, fellas, <laughs> following her on Twitter. Look, following her on you, Twitter, fellas. That is an adventure. <laughs> I'm telling the fellas up front, whatever you're selling. She's not buying. She is gay. Leave her alone. 
Follow her. Retweet her. All that shit. Other than that, what you're selling, she is not buying. If you do the most, you might end up being an anonymous story. So Correct. Don't let Correct. it be you. You will be on her stories very embarrassed. Don't let it be you. <laughs> it you may not be anonymous either. <laughs> I will say, all your, you might be the next contestant. So, yeah. Uh, uh, fall for them thirst traps at your risk. Uh, but preferably, leave her the fuck alone. I can't stress this enough. Leave that gay woman the fuck alone. Uh, but thank you, little sis. I love you. Um, want to give flowers. Oh, and shout out to Craig Lindsay. Yeah, Craig Lindsay sent us uh, a, a bag of assorted popcorn. As a, as fancy, a sn- popcorn. A fancy popcorn. Like the, the fancy, this ain't, like, this ain't like the band, the band candy popcorn. The kind of popcorn that takes 10 fucking minutes to get in. God yeah, man, that's, that was a serious <laughs> package, dog. Um, yeah, man, send us, um, send us some popcorn. Uh, the snack on during the during the broadcast, uh, much appreciated. That's like the real cheddar powder. I was gonna say, yeah, I, I could see it from here. That's the that's the real deal. Like only the fancy schools did that. <laughs> I'm a fan. Thank you, Craig Lindsay. Um, flowers, flowers going this week um, to act to an actress that a lot of y'all will know culturally by the name of Melinda Williams. Um, Melinda Williams was best known for her roles in The Wood and Soul Food, um, the TV show Soul Food. No, in The Wood, she was old girl um, that he tried to grab her ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old boy's sister. Do you know that there is a that there is a the Wood cinematic universe? What? Where yes. that where that nigga, um, oh I forgot what his name was in Stacey. in the Wood Stacy. Where that nigga? Have you seen Dope? Yes. That nigga was the security guard with the same haircut, but a grown man also named was Stacy. Really? Yeah, he's the same, and they, and it's and it's filmed in that same neighborhood. That's the same character. Shut the fuck up. Real talk, bro. When he when he when he he at the um the metal detector? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. Shut the fuck up. There's a the wood cinematic universe. See, now this that's like following that's like following the El Muerte of a, of Spider-Man characters. Why why would we follow him? <laughs> Well, it, so well, many other people. I want to know what happened to him outside of that. So guy. check this out. I know it's about the kids, but like, well, no, 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 not even that. See, I've noticed this a lot with the West Coast film shit okay. that they like to that that they like to pay homage to the culture. And that nigga Stacy for them was that was a part of that was a big part of the culture because he like niggas were really like that nigga would. Like Stacy was a piece of. Because he was, I believe it, because he was just, he wasn't like a real trained actor. He was an around the way nigga. That's how Boys in the Hood was filmed. Okay. They really got around the way niggas to film that shit. All right, all right. And like Ryan Coogler's like this too, because a lot of Creed pays homage to LA, to Inglewood, to Oakland. That made, uh, my man, my man that, that uh, Creed had to, Wheeler, that's Andre Ward. Andre Ward, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre Ward is from. That's where he's from. That's he's. That's why they love him. He's 
he is uh, one of the he's one of the most he's the biggest part of their culture. Interesting. They love him. And so they like to pay homage to that kind of shit. Um so yeah, I, I so I think that's I, I think that's cool. Like if like if I film some shit in Houston, I would I would probably want Scarface to make an appearance. My dad loves Scarface, man. Bun B, I would want Bun B to be involved. You know what I'm saying? He's a weird dude, but a cool dude. But yeah, so I, I appreciate that. Anyway, um, that's a that's a that's a great fun fact about the wood that nobody asked for. But um, Melinda Williams, um, who's been in uh, who's been in a good amount of stuff over the years, um, I read where she is. I want to get this right. She's starting like a boot camp for coding. Um, where, where is it? Oh, this is from because of them we can.com. Yeah. Melinda Williams, best known for her roles in the wood and soul food, um, is paving the way for a new era of empowerment by launching the ES team project, a coding boot camp dedicated, dedicated to fostering diversity and equal opportunities for women at historically black colleges and universities. The initiative created through uh, Williams' nonprofit organization, Arise and Shine Foundation, aims to equip women with essential coding and technical skills, breaking barriers in the tech industry, Black Enterprise reports. Uh, let's see. They show, Well, they got some Instagram information. Uh, the actress initiated the Arise and Shine Foundation in 2023, uh, driven by her commitment to serving as a channel of information, inspiration, and empowerment for women from all works of life. Um, the foundation actively co- collaborates with educational institutions, corporations, and communities to initiate and amplify programs focused on fostering the personal and professional growth of underserved and underrepresented women and girls. Uh, quote, I wanted to create a space where women could come together and learn from each other, support each other, and collaborate on projects that pour back into their communities. In sharing that, she's learned, um, she's been learning to code uh, for more than a decade, she continued. Coding has empowered me by unlocking doors that I never knew could be available to me. The project, uh, I believe the project uh, boot camp will offer a way for young women to acquire valuable skills to, su- to sustain success in the 21st century. I think this is awesome because I have been saying for years, I don't know that we're completely under, I don't know that we're completely underrepresented in these areas, but I've been saying for years that a lot of the things that we want to cultivate for ourselves um, in terms of creating safe spaces on social media, in terms uh, in terms of creating uh, safe spaces for us, like we're always talking about a way to divest from the Twitters and things like that and um, kind of create these communities for ourselves and keep the money and keep the money within our community online. Um, we're always talking about um, ways to uh, grow wealth in the tech industries, but it seems sometimes it seems like we don't have a lot of we don't have the markers that some of these tech giants have uh, in those fields. And if you want to limit that, and if you want to, if you want to. Zoom focus on that even more. I think that's even more so for black women. I've heard for a long time that women are not well respected in a lot of in a lot of tech fields, and even more so black women. 
Um, so I'm glad that there are people investing in creating spaces for people to learn, for particularly black women to learn so they can create for themselves and create more safe spaces for each other. Um, and so, so there's more avenues for the community to get to this money. Um, I think that's, I think that's very dope. Um, again, I don't know how, I don't know how true that is in terms of us being limited in those, in those fields, but I, I definitely feel like it is. Um, so definitely salute to her. Uh, hit her with the hit Melinda Williams with the air horns. She's still gorgeous too. Uh, she still looks really good. Okay. Um, here and again, why couldn't we follow her character? <laughs> you are really still hung up on Stacy. Pay homage through her, and and also not for nothing, because I get because I like that nigga. I like that uh, was it DeAndre Bonds? That's his name. I like that nigga and all, and I think he was in Snowfall as well, which is also a, a you know a kind of a Cali based thing from what I understand. Yeah. yeah, I like that nigga and all, but he's another one, uh, another example of. I'm gonna start making. I might start making this a segment it's called "Stop Talking to Vlad," because he's another one where every time I see him, he's talking to Vlad. The same thing every nigga talks to Vlad about. Nothing. Nothing. All the boozy conversations just it, it it doesn't feel like he was being interviewed. It's just he was talking and it led to that. Like, stop talking to Vlad. What there's nothing No, like, I'm not making that segment right now. I'm not doing that. But stop talking to Vlad. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> this thing is I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Vlad must be paying you people. He must be. Cause them, cause them interviews be an hour and too long. Anyway, anyway, uh, humans ain't shit. Uh, I'm gonna do something a little different for humans ain't shit. Um, I'm pretty transparent about what we talk about, what I don't like talking about. Um, we we could talk about it. we a family. Um, me and you find like we're having a conversation, and. I really I'm I really like investing in evolving the people that I work with. Not that the not that these niggas are not not that these niggas are not are don't have their own stage presence, their own, you know, show presence that they bring to a thing. Not saying that. I've I've known these niggas for years enough to know that's not true. But in terms of if I've been doing something for a long time, I want to bring people in. I want to reach back and bring people in and cultivate them and kind of give them the benefits of my experiences, which don't have to be their experiences for what I do. Having said that, these niggas have evolved into wonderful podcasters. Um, and they're getting better all the time. And Randall listens to these things as he's editing. He... Definitely agrees that um, y'all have come y'all have come a long way. There was a time when Fluent had to limit <laughs> the amount of drinking that was happening on air because he did not pace himself, and by the second half he was done. <laughs> There's no such thing as done. <laughs> I was incoherent. 
Yes. That I'm is true. still drinking. <laughs> That's the problem. Because when I left, you were having a Game of Thrones party, and Kanji came over here, and you were out of there. Yeah. So uh, he's learned to pace himself. Um, There's a nine-year wait, brother. Don't do it. Not today. April. I would say April, definitely. Um, more on that later. Or not, maybe not this episode, but more on that. that. Good, the, the, Easter weekend. When we record that weekend. Ooh. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, I like that. Let's talk about it. All right. Um, but having said that, I want them to be comfortable bringing put, uh, possible topics. Because I basically, I, I write the rundown. I write the whole rundown. And I want the, but I do want them to feel comfortable if there's something that they feel, you know, we can talk about uh, to be brought to the table. And, but part of that is with them. And again, this is not me judging them or evaluating them. None of that shit. I'm just being honest about the conversations that have that happen off air. And one of them, uh, Euphonic brought me, I'm not going to put the account out there because I don't want to give them publicity because they get too much of it already. But he sent me a um, video from a particular group of podcasters that if you are on the IGs enough, you are well acquainted with at some point or another. And all it's all they talk about is gender war. It's gender wars, the podcast. It's I and when I say it's gender wars the podcast, what I mean is they quite literally go on tour and take questions from the and take questions from the audience and respond in ways to get them cranked up about gender wars. That's it's gender wars the podcast. That's all it is. And it was that even before they went on tour. And if you need any more evidence that it's gender wars the podcast, and I don't want to I don't want to harp too much on it, but if you need any more evidence of something being gender wars the podcast. Nary an expert was in sight. It was all comedians. It was all comedians and one poet who says a bunch of sensitive shit. Um, Where's the villain? They're all villains. That he podding. He podding right now. <laughs> he he podding right now. Having said that. I'm glad they're making that. I'm glad they're getting to the bag. I don't like what that says about the landscape of podcasting. I don't like the land I don't like the landscape of what that says about what constitutes as podcasting and what constitutes as entertainment. Did you see Michael Harriet's post this week? Uh no. We've reached the point where there's more people talking about dating on podcasts than going on dates. <laughs> Hit Michael Harriet with the air horns, please. Because he's not wrong. But I digress. And because, and I, and I give grace and understanding because these two, particularly Euphonic, because these niggas have lives and vocations that require them to decompress in a way that is not digital. Um, so they don't social media enough to see 
some of the the way the algorithms be algorithming sometimes because sometimes yes it, it's about what you click on and what you curate but other times it is a matter of what the well of what the algorithms see are trending in general for X demographic. And they send that your way and you make those decisions. You, the, the problem is you don't like enough animal post Oz. Don't start. If nope, you nope, were nope. to like more animal post, your curated list would look differently. Do not start about the cat post. <laughs> well, it's dogs for me. I'm just saying I, uh, my recommendations are. No, no, no. Dogs and nope. uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> and so I am a villain, by the way. If you if you ever forget, KP Productions does a lot of voiceovers for koalas and pigs. And so one of the things I wanted to come, I wanted to get across is when we don't talk because we haven't had this come up in a while. Uh, me and Randall had it come up a couple of times, but there are certain things that we just kind of don't. That historically we just did not dip our toe in the water and it's not because I want to get I also selfishly want to get rid of this notion that I just dismiss things for no reason it's not for no reason we address the reason all fair kind of <laughs> and we so we don't dip our toe I don't have a whole lot of rules really any to be honest with you just the way this is set up but if there was one it would be that the amount of discussion we do about gender wars is limited for a couple of reasons. One, for my mental health. <laughs> because, again, they don't social media that much. So they don't see what the landscape looks like. Everyone's talking about this shit. Everyone. Everyone. Every fucking body. People have, I, I have seen podcasts pivot wholeheartedly just because some just because somebody had x topic doesn't even matter what topic on their mind and they just wanted to litigate this with their audience who didn't ask for this that is one that leads to two i don't think our audience is asking for that i really don't i don't the amount of people that have feedback and the amount of people in the just the nature of the conversations that arise when when I call for listener letter questions. That's no, they're not asking for that, and I don't want. And I don't think. And that's not a way. I don't think that's a way to reward our listenership. That's been pretty consistent and growing, pretty much from the start. I believe in rewarding your listenership. And I don't want him to feel, and I and I know he feels like this right now. I don't want you to feel like I'm preaching to you or that I'm chastising or anything. I just want I I just want to be, I just want to be completely transparent and get an understanding about what. And I guess I guess want to ask what you feel like is to be gained. Because I feel like it's a zero sum game. And there, there's would, there's no there, there's I, I no win agree. there. I would agree that there would be no win there if any of the three of us aligned with any of the perspectives that I have heard when I send you guys these clips. Mm. Most of the time, if you go back and read my message, I want to unpack it because I'd be roasting what's being said in these clips. It's not about addressing the topic from 
oh, yeah, well, this is where opinions while black stands. Like, even going back to the whole where to take somebody for a first date thing. I don't give a fuck about where anybody goes to eat food because where this you is go a, to eat food is for you. I don't say this is an audio. Oh, this is an audio experience, but I just want to, for the record, I didn't roll my eyes at him. I rolled my eyes at that fucking topic. I'm still. I'm that still annoys me so bad. Exactly that cheesecake it, factory shit. That but doesn't it would have been anybody. really funny. It would have been really funny to take twenty minutes just unpack the lunacy of said conversation as. <laughs> individuals who have different kinds of conversations with people in their day-to-day. Same thing with those last two videos I sent you guys. I don't give a fuck about what the actual topic is. Mm. What I've realized, especially in my, like, when I talk to my therapist, what I've realized is communication is something I covet. Who knew? I gave a fuck what's coming out of the other person's mouth. But I kind of do. I would love to have conversations about how we get lost in conversations. Why is it that we get lost on some of these rabbit holes why is it that most of us can't see that we're looking, we're filtering a lot of conversations through the lens of our own pain? Why is it that we can't see that when we get into certain scenarios that we've missed certain breadcrumbs that would have told us we're working into the, we're walking into the same, you know. Because the red flags were pink. Even if you want oh to talk God, about the that pink conversation, flags. right? Like the red flags were pink. The pink flags. Even if you want to have that conversation. Gender wars is discussing. Please subscribe flags. to Patreon to listen about pink flags. <laughs> Gender Wars is talking about the individual flag itself. A, a conversation I can see the three of us having is why do people negate seeing a flag when they see it? That these are these are different perspectives on gender warsy things that prevent it from being a gender warsy conversation. I agree. Um, I agree to a point, and there's even a conversation that can be had about how intellectually honest we're being about how a red flag is presented and depending on how you present a red flag, it doesn't always look like a red flag. There, 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 there's very, there are, there are context is everything. And there are some people that are better con artists than the next. And you're wrong, but that's why you can't have a restorative conversation without the other party present, which is what makes it non-gender wars. I'm not trying to converse about women. Sure. I'm talking about us as men in our situations from our back. Again, I'll take you back to the episode where I was like, what is your uh? Because at almost 40, you have had an uh situation. Whether you want to acknowledge that or not, whether well, you I know that or 30. not. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the more interesting conversation comes out of the perspective of the people behind this mic. Well, the the helpful or the what prevents it from being a zero is you unpacking your perspective, and one of your listeners going, "Oh man, I felt that." Well, let me t- and, and let me take it and let me take it a little further um, to advance the conversation. And and I and I honestly and again. This is this is not something that's according to my personal taste, even though, yes, sometimes these things do annoy me and it does kind of get to be an oversaturation. I my concern is the listenership and. Just paying attention and 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 observing what's being discussed in those in, in those circles. It's a lot of people going, hey, fam, everybody ain't got to have a fucking relationship podcast. Hey fam, everybody don't have to don't have to don't have to dip into that well. Some of y'all got some more shit to talk about other than that. And there is a there's also a saturation issue. Um 
And so sometimes I am hesitant to subject my audience to that. I'm, and it's not always subjecting them, subjecting the audience to that. I, cause I, because what you're saying has value. What you're saying about, uh, about these things and kind of presenting the ridiculousness has value because sometimes we do, we do make fun of it. And I think that's where we're strong. But I'm definitely always cognizant of culturally where the people that want to advance conversation are just sick are just are just sick of people dropping and being another drop in the bucket. And the content that I believe in that make that I believe makes podcasting an honest medium. I won't say it doesn't necessarily steer away from that because there are interesting shows that keep that interesting. But I feel like our our strength and the what people look to us for is more than that. I would argue it's the introspective part. I would argue it's the level of introspection that's brought in this podcast to the varying topics we talk about. That's why the listenership is as strong as it is. I'm also arguing that in those conversations, it wouldn't be about like I the think, thing in and of itself. I think you're thinking that I'm trying to have a topic about the thing, and I'm not. What I'm trying mm-hmm. to do is wonder years this shit and have sure. a reflective conversation about something that is pertinent to you or him or me, and then unpack that as three men. That's different. Closer to what we do on Patreon. Correct. That's different. That's I, not, I don't have a problem not, with that. That's not the clip you were sent. What I'm talking about is the shit we already do. So I will admit that I am all, that 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 particular account. I'm biased because of what they very clearly pander to, and the I'm so I'm already like I I was I was telling I was telling sis like oh when you oh when I see that account I just I immediately assume gender wars the the television the the podcast. I mean, but how awesome would it be to take something where clearly people are only scratching at the surface of it and then actually give it meaning? And the way you do that is not by addressing, again, is not by addressing the thing, is not by kicking up something salacious. It's about taking that and make it personal to yourself sure, and unpacking that with meaning through your lens. From your experiences. Yeah. Because a lot of times we've already been through that own stuff. The same thing. I feel like I was say I feel like we dip our toe in that a little bit when some of these story times that we do. Um, so I don't have I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I just I just want there to be an understanding of the you, fact that this isn't just ill yucky whatever. This is me. This this is me putting my this this is me basic like kind of taking the temperature of our listenership because that's the priority to me. And I'm not. I'm not just taking this from my head, or like this is something. I make jokes and whatever. Like this is. I, I kind of give the impression that this is kind of laid back, which it is, and it should be. But when we're not here, I'm very invested in what people are listening to, what people are sick of, what. So it, you know, I. This is something that I do take seriously, and it's not just based on specifically what I feel. What I feel in my heart, I'm just I'm just sick of it. Sure, I am. But if if that if there's something worth litigating, 
I'm not above talking about it. I'm not above what you've presented. It's okay, man. I even told you off air. I'm not going to do that anymore anyway. I'll say that on air. I won't be sending you any more of that stuff anyway. <laughs> so it don't even just, don't t- just don't send me those people. No, nope, it don't matter. None of it. I've heard his feelings. None I did. It. I heard his feelings. Yeah. I, I, I heard, no, no, no. I heard his feelings yeah. and I apologize. Yeah. I, so I, I will cackle about it. That's a that's a that's a nigga versus that's a that's a nigga versus niggas thing. We will litigate that <laughs> probably off air. Um, I just I you know I just wanted to be completely transparent between me, the guys, and the listenership because we've always been very, very open. Um, maybe twice as open if you listen to Patreon. I'm definitely pretty open on Patreon. I'm uh, uh, pause. I don't even like how you said it. I don't. I I don't like how you. I don't like We're how not you doing that. pause anymore, Oz. I you want said to, this. I we, want to not do pause anymore. <laughs> but the more you say things like that, it makes me want to go get a pause button. <laughs> no, no, you're not pausing. Something wrong with you. It's something wrong. Just with Just let. There you. You let that sit in your feelings. That knowing it's time for the song of the week. Me. It's some. It's time for the song of the week. What's wrong with me? Got nothing to do with you. You have never said a truer thing in all your life. <laughs> it is time for the song of the week. Remember to mute us when the song come on. Uh, yes, nobody yes, I needs know. to hear me laughing. I know. God damn it! I, th- I thought I was what laughing in in confidence. I have a loud. You cackle. don't want everybody to hear that laugh. Nobody that needs a, to hear my very my personal, real cackle. It was a very personal laugh. He didn't want it. He didn't want you here because he was trying to impress a woman. Uh, wow! Why but, would you put the villainy out like that? We talked about that. We talked about that on air. Don't act like that. Um, Song of the Week is from Chase Shakur. This is called What You Need. Uh, Pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're going to have a wonderful podcast. We'll be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Probably some titty music. It's not titty music. What temperature is it outside? Stop. 70-ish. See, mm. that's a great place to mute you. <laughs> I seen you last year Don't bet on the time I spent away Had to give myself in place but you see more of that nowadays Yeah, I don't see a lot Now sometimes we get over time But I tell you it's fine I'm coming through and you mind, you mind You better know that, know that You saying I push back When you know I hate that Tryna see you here alone Knowing that we both can't be alone So why the fuck do we feel alone? Good luck to your spot We took wrong No, I did some things and it was too wrong But you see me Acting like you need me and me you don't Shit, I got what you need You know I'm doing me, baby that pain like first degree Like how you even feeling me nowadays 
That is what you need by Chase Shakur. No, don't tell him that because because they're gonna because Randall's gonna edit that out. Oh, I know he's gonna edit it out. But what I need y'all to understand is the proof that that was titty music. First of all, it's ask yourself, music. It's, after, after, after listening to that song, don't you feel like rubbing on a titty right now? Yes. Yes, you do. Secondly, what you did not hear that was edited out. <laughs> you fucking asshole. As, as discussion continued Thank you during the it. break, that song then went into some more titty music. Some definite titty music. I went outside. And then he's going to talk about, it's not a playlist. It's just it's what, not a playlist. what's on my liked list. Yeah, because you like titty music. I like all kinds of music. 75% of the songs that are on the Opinions of Wild Black Because the, the song <laughs> after that, no, because the song <laughs> after that is Kendrick. Okay. Like, Kendrick don't have no titty music. Kendrick, is, Kendrick, is, Kendrick Lamar is not titty music. It depends on the song, bro. Name two. Depends on the titty. Thank you. Y'all are ridiculous. Because the first time I tell you a track off that Untitled album, you're going to choke on that popcorn you put in your mouth. (laughs) Off the Untitled album? The Untitled album is all bars, man. What are you talking about? Yeah, and there's a chick in this multiverse that likes that album like that. (laughs) And you see, that's why I don't take these things Track three. Hey, I was actually going to say track five. Oh, um... What did what what did the black man say? That, that's not a. T- that's not. A t- it's anyway. not supposed to be. You're right. <laughs> Made a mess on those sheets, though. Niggas will nig. <laughs> Niggas will nig. That was the sound. <laughs> if, I, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what? Ways? <laughs> what is wrong with y'all, dog? Um, I don't even know what I was about to yeah. do first on the rundown. Um, Diddy has a case out. Another one? Yeah, Diddy caught another case. Yeah. Um, it. Diddy is going to be one. Diddy is going to be one of these things where every time you hear about him, it's only gotten a little more horrible. How much? How long before Diddy's money runs out in the same way that Kelly's did? It won't. They're just no. See, ooh, now takes here we go. Ooh. And this is before we even get to the actual story. But this is how I feel about certain people of power and influence like Diddy. With R. Kelly, R. Kelly was, I mean, he was very successful and he was very rich and he was very, and he was rich enough to create an infrastructure around him that served him in a way similar to organized crime. And in any organized crime outfit, in a lot of them historically, they didn't catch that nigga until the money started running out. And this is a movie, but it it's also based on a book. Public Enemies was kind of like this. Johnny Depp? Yeah. They didn't catch John Dillinger until they started really limiting his options to a point where helping him, where anybody who helped him, it became a problem for them. Because people like John Dillinger. And when they started limiting his options for seeking help, when they started limiting options for his um, infrastructure, that's when the that's when the net really started tightening on John Dillinger. Thank you, sir. And with that in mind, that's why R. Kelly got caught. Diddy is going to go a little different. But not much. Wow. The, the reason Diddy's going to go a little different is because ultimately, R. Kelly was an employee. A very rich employee. But he was beholden to the labels. Because remember, when he was in prison, shit got really bad for him when, they, when, the, when the labels figured out a way through all the standards and practices to start taking away taking away his ownership of that music and start limiting his publishing. So is this why you're advocating for owning your masters? I'm very much in, uh, I'm, yes. <laughs> um, because there are innocent people out here that will get their shit taken away um, at, the, at, a, at a moment's notice, which for all you niggas that hate on her and her music, Megan Thee Stallion owns her shit now. Didn't Anita Baker get her licensing back? I believe so, yes. Shout out to you, Queen. Hit uh, hit both of them queens with the air horns. Now, having said that, Diddy, there are places where Diddy is kind of an employee, even if he's a high-ranking employee, but Diddy owns a lot of markers, and he owns a lot of his own shit, and he owns a lot of other people's shit. And he sees checks from all of that. That's fair. Even these people that he's even these people where he's resigned from his high ranking employee status, they've made him resign in the past couple of months. He is still going to get checks, and is and 
he has the most golden of golden parachutes you've ever seen in your life. I mean, you don't think there's a world where he gets Weinsteined enough that people just really slow up on all the products he's connected to? Here we go. Here we go. That's a wonderful question. Yes. So, whereas it was very easy to catch R. Kelly, and it was very easy to tighten the, to tighten the net on him, it's not as easy, but it's still going to happen for Diddy. You think that it was easy to catch the R. F- Kelly? When the, when the documentary dropped, which is basically a lot of testimonies, a lot of publicly, a lot of publicly disseminated testimonies from victims, yes, it got very easy, very easy. Not very long after that, that nigga, that nigga was in a bind. Not long after that first documentary dropped, R. Kelly was in trouble. You couldn't find this nigga nowhere. You couldn't find this nigga all of a sudden was just hiding out somewhere until them until them dumb girls that he married or didn't marry or whatever was like, oh, this nigga been staying here. This nigga's in Trump Tower right now. Yeah. I mean, I just I'm just thinking about how long it was known. Let me tell you something. How problematic he was. Okay. It just kind of went. So how many many more cases before we get our first Diddy documentary? It's not long. Or does his checkbook run long enough Somebody's to save that off? No, someone's doing that right now. So, and, and a nigga with money, i.e. 50 Cent. 50 Cent was very serious. Oh, you didn't know about that. 50, <laughs> 50 Cent is literally funding a documentary about Diddy right now. He been Oh, he's been talking this shit for like a month now. Like, he, like he's dead ass serious. I hate to say this, but like Curtis Jackson is... He is the, having a ball right he now. He is the diamond standard of how to be a troll. Like, if you want to be any kind of troll, you need to look at the Curtis Jackson playbook. He is having a ball. Since the first allegation, nobody has had more fun with this nigga than 50 Cent. When do we find out that a five-year-old shot him nine times and, like, on accident? What? Like, come on, man. You don't get to (laughs) be that kind of troll unless you're trying to keep your own business out the streets, man. Like a five year old had picked up their parents' gun and like. Well, t- well, that's the problem. Too much of his business is out there now. When your own son don't fuck with you, that's when I start looking at you crazy. Stuff like that. So like, so it's only a matter of time now. My personal feeling. Until and, and like, as far as I'm concerned, Diddy is caught. And the reason I say Diddy is caught, Cassie gave over her her phone and a couple of her hard drives. Was was told to give them over to the FBI, and let me tell you something: when the FBI gets publicly, the by the time you hear the FBI is involved by like a news site or whatever, it's already too late. I was about to say the, the, the Tiger F- King has taught us that you've <laughs> already been tapped for months. The FBI don't show up about what you might have done. <laughs> when you when you see niggas pulling up. When there's a news story that shows you niggas are pulling up to the spot to take hard drives, my nigga, it's because they know what's on them. The FBI does not show. The Federal Bureau of Investigation shows up to get you when you're got. That's it. So they're not building a case. The case is built. The case is built, and it's only going to get worse. Diddy, and now this new, this new, um, this new case, Diddy is in trouble. I mean, trouble, trouble. If even a one percent of it's true, he got a problem. So what happens? I still don't know what happened. So 
there's a producer. Um, I think this is Big Rod. I only I, they only play they only presented by his real name, but I think this is Big Rod. Okay. Big Rod, according to him, and I, I was looking for an article so I can um so I can read this directly, but basically it says that. Um, and it's worth mentioning that he's also been trying to litigate this publicly um, because Diddy has not paid him his wages and is not giving him his proper splits on some music, uh, which is which is fair which is fair to mention. So, Big Rod is currently suing Diddy, and what the fuck did what the fuck did this do? Oh, it was a soup shot. Oh, this thing is this thing eating soup. He misses mouth. Um, why do why do we need to tell them that? Okay, that's true. You're right. You're right. He has a drinking problem. No, see, now I didn't say that. Have you seen Airplane? Yes, that's what I meant. Yes, you asshole. <laughs> you, asshole. <laughs> you are a jerk, bro. You're a fucking jerk. Quality movie, by the way, but I hate you for that reference. <laughs> Um, and so basically, um, oh no, it's Lil Rod. That's who it is. Okay, Lil Rod, thirty million dollar lawsuit. Damn. Um, another for, one. Yes, for sexual misconduct. Um, it's pretty much the fifth lawsuit he's in now. Um, basically, it's a lot, and and it starts out as a little, then it turns into a lot. Pass me that, please. So, um, um, uh, what channel is he trying to buy? <laughs> shit. Probably gonna buy a revolt from this nigga. Um, so basically, allegedly that uh, Diddy not only uh, touched him inappropriately, but Diddy also. But according to him, Diddy also showed him porn uh, of Stevie J with another man. See how it gets. See how it gets a little deeper every sentence. Stevie J and Jocelyn Stevie J? Yeah. Allegedly it's, allegedly, it's a video of him in bed with another man. Yeah. See how we're only a couple of sentences into the story? And don't share videos that are explicit without someone in the video's consent. So it's already nasty, right? So now. It goes a little further. Um, allegedly, as a matter of fact, someone sent me the actual paperwork. True story. Someone sent me the actual paperwork of the lawsuit. Now, I'm not going to scroll through all of this because it is like 70 pages long. Fluent, help me, man. What is the name of the um, the haggard prophet in Antigone? She's like the mom, but the gods curse her. So she's the crone. She's, um, she's legitimately prophetic, but I no one believes about. her, and that's like her curse. In what? I thought it was Antigone. Maybe it's a different play. Oh, I don't remember. Fuck, man! You're supposed. To I know who you're it. talking about. You, you know what I'm saying? I don't know the name. I know who you're talking about. Okay, how old were you when you realized that my man um, Umbop dude was that person? Who Umbop. Hanson? No, the black guy. Black Umbop? What are you she gave about? he she gave me that Umbop Orlando, Orlando Brown. There you go. Oh yeah. How old were you when you yeah, found out man. he was that character? Because this man 
had just dropped something like right when the the first Diddy case came out. He was like, "Oh yeah, Diddy." Mm. And then like he was smacking his lips way too hard. But he it was almost like he was reminiscing on a memory of Diddy, bro. So <laughs> I'm just gonna take I'm just gonna um take bits and pieces. He's been trying to tell us for so long. So I'm just gonna take bits and pieces from what we have here. We don't listen. Because the summary event of events is so long. This is pages long, dog. He's trying to tell us and we won't listen to him. Because <laughs> of how he came out. Let's see. Mr. Jones has evidence of. What if he starts doing that shit about Comet? <laughs> oh, boy. I used to rub his bald head. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Combs what? required Mr. Jones to record him constantly. On several occasions, Mr. Combs took Mr. Jones's cell phone and began recording himself. As a result, Mr. Jones has secured hundreds of hours of footage and audio recordings of Mr. Combs, his staff, and his guests engaging in serious illegal activity. Mr. Jones has secured irrefutable evidence of, and this is a lot too, A, the acquisition and distribution of ecstasy, cocaine, GHB, GHB, ketamine, marijuana, and mushrooms, the displaying and distribution of illegal firearms, Mr. Combs providing laced alcoholic beverages to minors and sex workers at his homes in California, New York, the Virgin Islands, and Florida. Why the fuck is he fucking with minors? Christian Combs. Uh, this is his uh, his other the dark skinned son. Uh, King Combs is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christian Combs drugging and sexually assaulting a woman. Oh. Mr. Combs detailing how he planned to leverage his relationship with Bishop T D Jakes to soften the impact on his public image. Of Cassie Ventura's lawsuit. What? Young Miami's cousin and how he got swallowed up. (laughs) Never been swallowed Swallowed up. (laughs) Young Miami's cousin and or assistant uh, sexually assaulting Mr. Jones. Wait for it. Oh wait, here it comes. Actor Cuba Gooding Jr. Stop playing with me. Sexually harassing and assaulting Mr. Jones. Stop playing with me. Rapper redacted, although. We'll get to that in a minute, but we we suspect we know who that is. Rapper redacted on Mr. Combs's yacht, consorting with underage girls, sex workers, and redacted R&B singer in Mr. Combs' L.A. home, consorting with underage girls and sex workers. And that's just the start of this, because they say now they say that uh, his other son, Justin Combs, was going out recruiting young girls to come to these parties. Nigga, I just this goes on forever. This is official submitted paperwork. It goes on. I'm scrolling right in front of you, Phonic, y'all. It goes on forever. What y'all don't see is like and every these are actual other screen caps. Yeah, every other swipe is a legit screen cap of that that like is being described in in the text. It, it's like a screen cap of the video and then a description of what it details. What the fuck? So I think we've discussed earlier about getting out of the cult of uh, celebrity worship. And, um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of predators. Yeah. That just It's not just that the predator is there in the form of one person. It is, like you mentioned earlier, Oz, the infrastructure that is built around. And so, like, when you talk about, like, Epstein and the list of who's visited his island, like... You don't even have to go to the levels of 
getting on the jet, you have multiple locations in and out of the country. I just paid off staff. Look, man, I, I've been working around kids since like the early two thousands, dog. Like what 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 is wrong with these people? Look, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So all I I know is sometimes people don't use any type of judgment when they're in the infrastructure standpoint. It's gross. Like I know someone who, who the mindset of being involved in human trafficking was, I got some money for it. Columbus short has said that Diddy tried to groom him. Um, and now we have, um, what else happened? Oh, so those redacted names. Mm hmm. (laughs) <laughs> R. Kelly? Please no. don't say someone I love. Please don't say There's two of them. There's a, so there's an asterisk by them, and when you go to the footnotes, it does not name them, but it says like a rapper, it literally says a rapper from Philadelphia who may or may not have been in a relationship with Nicki Minaj. Now, who does that sound like to you? Uh, I would believe that is the one and only Dreams and Nightmares himself, as discussed on the social media. Correct. That is Meek Mill. Now, put a pin in that. Because Twitter is detectives, and because the internet is not written in pencil, niggas immediately went to every instance of Diddy when he was outside with Meek Mill and how they either looked a little too close or how they look or how Meek Mill looked awkward at Diddy as if Diddy had done something to him. The, it's not evidence per se, but it doesn't look good for him. And redacted singer? Please don't say Cisco. Nope, Usher. Uh, like yeah. Either Usher or some people said Chris Brown. Uh, one is unsurprising. The other is uh, maybe a little less unsurprising. But um, Did you see Meek Mill's response, though? So Meek Mill, <laughs> so so Meek Mill went on the Twitters and did not did. respond favorably. Of course, <laughs> and he didn't address the direct thing, but he just went. He went on a tirade about how Meek Mill loves the bitches. Meek Mill, if he's with, a, if I'm in a room with a woman, I'm fucking her two times a day. Meek Mill loved the pussy. Uh, all respect to the gay people, but Meek Mill loved the pussy. Remember Al Pacino from Tropic Thunder? And how the more and more he got, the more and more he got upset about Al Pacino loving the pussy. We, we find, find out that Lance. he, we find out that he's that he's that he's in love with the nigga from NSYNC. Yeah, yeah Lance. That's exactly how it went. That's exactly how Meek Mill's day went. That nigga was that nigga was tweeting, uh, "Love the bitches, fucking fucking the bitches two times two times a night, two times a day." Uh, don't love that gay shit. It was very, what, we were just talking on Patreon about overcompensating when you've been caught on some shit. Oh, then he was going in on his promotion for his music video that was going to be dropping right. um, upcoming projects. And he was like, they know that we were going to change the game. And so now they're trying to discredit me. Like, bro, that that's no. a lot no. of lawsuit. That ain't got nothing to do with you. You are quite literally an asterisk. The first rule. <laughs> oh no, you are. He is quite literally an asterisk. Oh no. If did he get caught up, and he was doing what they say he was doing what? on that boat, 
They gonna figure out a way to bring his ass down next, cause he already, cause they already, they already be trying to get him wrapped up um, over prison reform. But you're oh already, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is, in a relationship with a sex worker, why, why do you need any of this? What, is, what is happening? Is there something I don't understand? Is there like a level of greed that ha- that comes over you with the with the income or something? Like, I just, I don't, my brain hurts because I don't get it. I'm I'm concerned. My problem with Meek is, is the first, happening happening. The first rule I don't know the, what's happening. The first rule of the internet is you can always say nothing. You can always say nothing. No, you can't. Not where your cred's being ripped through the streets. Usher ain't said shit. Usher ain't said shit about this, and is not going to. And he gonna keep suing and singing. I, I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. He gonna he gonna go right back to Vegas and get right back to gyrating on everybody's wife. I promise you that. Usher ain't answering to none of this shit. <laughs> the herpes is enough. Usher ain't answering to none of this shit. I'm just telling you, dog. I'm just telling you. Just like herpes, it's not going away. Oh, you pardon. <laughs> you just, pardon. Golly. You pardon. There you go. You pardon in the year 3000, brother. I don't, I don't understand, man. Yeah, it, yeah, it's real out here, bro. It is. Um, this is why I stay under a rock, man. Hey. Some people think the nigga's lying. I don't think he's lying. Everybody ain't wrong. Everybody ain't wrong. And this is, I would believe, uh, see, I would I would offer some credence to that if this weren't lawsuit number five about the same shit. I would offer some credence to that if every other scroll didn't have a, a screenshot. Video shot. <laughs> fuck, hey, fuck. Fuck what y'all talking about, all right? Like, there is a lot of media. <laughs> I'll say this document. again. I'll say this again. And this is really the most crucial part of how we know Diddy is a villain. Shit. I've said before here, and I will say it again. TDJs. Anybody in the music industry, no matter how evil, no matter what you've done in entertainment, there will be somebody waiting in the wings to defend you. Chris Brown has been no we talked about this last week. Chris Brown has been notably violent and aggressive, usually with women, sometimes with dudes, violent with women publicly and kind of unremorsefully for years, including the beloved Rihanna. And there are still people who will actively defend him oh, to hit to their heart. Not just actively oh, let, defending. Like this when I Oh, I know you got yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look, I said a comment about I, I said a comment on this woman's post. And I was like, you know what? You keep listening to what you want to listen to. That ain't no problem. I'm just letting you know I don't support Chris Brown. And the thing about organizations and businesses are when it comes to brand association, if you really are a fan of Chris Brown, then you have to realize he's not repentant enough to bring value to all the relationships that he wants. Hey Amen. We Bro, have a- Hey man, we have a homegirl. You gonna come around the crew at some point or another? She's gonna fight you. I'll say, don't say none of that shit you say. I will definitely say. Look, you you hey know man, hey, you hey, know hey, where listen. I stand. Hey bro, fuck all your fandoms. I, I'm not. I don't have a problem. Fuck with the fuck Bayhive. Hey, fuck the Chris Brown. Hey, 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 look at me. Look at me. I don't have a problem with that. What I do have a problem with is you limiting the 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 possibility of titty exposure. That's my problem. You can't say any of that shit you just said. I, I cannot Because withhold. if you fuck up my good time, we all going to have a problem. 
Look, you you gonna get your he titties. knows. Ask him. You gonna get your titties. If I if I wasn't worried about the algorithms and Spotify and, and Spotify uh, uh, hating on us, that would actually be the title. Um, what else we got, man? Um, but no, no, that's what I no. But my point being, <laughs> there is a nigga languishing in prison right now for shooting a beloved black woman rapper in the foot, languishing on his fifth appeal. That's about to get turned down, and there are niggas still standing in the gap for this man, or making a movie about it and putting it on TV. Also, that there are niggas that will still support this nigga, that are still supporting this man and his unbel- and his unbelievably bizarre bald spot. When I say there are people who will defend you no matter what you've done in this life, meanwhile, nobody, nobody. Nobody has even attempted to step up and say, you know, you know how it usually goes. I've worked with I've worked with Sean Combs for uh, almost 30 years now. I'm a friend of family. He's 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 been to my he's been to my house. He's met my wife. Um, I have known him to be a man of the utmost of the utmost standard of character and integrity. Um my friend is being maligned in the media. He would never say things like this. He would never do anything like this. I've never known him to be anything but kind and respectful to the women of this community. He is a pillar of this community and would never blah, 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 blah. I want to judge the Nobody, that, nobody has said shit in this regard about this man. Nobody? I want to juxtapose that, though, because what I feel is about to happen but hasn't yet is someone going in another celebrity's face and they just casually dropped that that shit is true. I go back to the Weinstein case because if you remember when they started putting microphones in people's faces, <sighs> most notably Ben Affleck yeah, I was do, caught. I remember that. Was caught. And that nigga was like, oh man, they got that nigga doing it again? Mm. Oh yeah. yeah it, you, it you just, see that just shit? a very dry, but it, it, you know. He was at a party and, uh, Har- and Harvey Weinstein was in the back and had had showed himself to a young to a young woman in the industry, a known young woman in the industry, and she ran out of there and was uncomfortable and Ben Affleck was like, What's what's wrong? Man, Harvey Harvey in there wilding. He did so and so and so to me. And Ben Affleck reportedly responded, Fuck again? Again? Damn it, Harvey. Like that nigga just been drinking too hard and you know it's Tuesday. Yeah. And- this is just what happens on Tuesday. <laughs> right. Like what I'm really waiting on is for that celebrity to yeah. pop up. I bet it's J-Lo. No. No, no. no. J-Lo got the fuck out of Dodge. Let me tell you something. That's, and that's one, one of the most incredible parts about this. J-Lo got her, ass, got her ass out of Dodge after that little shooting. She got her ass out of there and ain't never been seen around a nigga outside the studio again. I'm that's pretty how you know he did it. I'm pretty sure she, she recorded all them songs she did with niggas remotely. I, she ain't never been seen next to a black man ever again. That's how you know he did it. I was going to say, that's probably how you do know he did it. I got the fuck out of Dodge. Mariah Carey stopped doing songs with that nigga. When my when, when you black and Mariah Carey stopped fucking with you, that's a big deal. Mariah Carey ain't seen a rapper she won't do a song with. Not a one. I we talked about that on Patreon. Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey ain't never seen a black man she ain't gonna do a song with, especially a rapper. Mariah Carey got a song with Gucci Mane. What? 
Ryan Carey has a song with WAP. Yeah, I said it. Kind of, kind of slaps too. Man. I with Gucci Mane? Bro, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I can't believe you've never heard it. It's hard. I, I, I don't know. Why are you so obsessed with me? No. No? Were you talking, was she, where, where she was in the video dressed like Eminem? No. Um, very very we'll, fun distraction. Yeah, it was very fun. We'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. Uh, Cam Newton tripping. Uh, well, I, I don't know, but I don't. I, I don't know when he what, got jumped. I was gonna say I don't know the the whole context of that fight. Or is he wearing his mom's uh, clothing no. again? No, and they wouldn't say that to his face. He beat three. He beat three, four niggas' asses. Oh damn! Simultaneously, he beat three. He had one in a headlock, kicked one in the face. And punch one in the and punch one in the mouth. All right. He he beat four niggas' asses on camera simultaneously. They're usually tough. And my only problem and my thing is I don't know. And and he he apologized because this was supposed to be some seven on seven kids charity thing. And he got in a fight, I believe, with the niggas that run it. Okay. Now according to them, Cam started it, and that Cam is always kind of an asshole to work with. I haven't heard Cam's side for real. I do believe, I mean, he, I, I do believe him to be an asshole. He is an asshole. But I saw that footage. He'd have to be the asshole that I find to be an asshole quietly. <laughs> Cam is one of the just randomly largest niggas I've ever seen in real life. <laughs> And you know, and, and hey, look in comparison, he would. Hey, fam, he was standing up a little bit bigger hey, than bro, he was. Me and you know, if you saw who we ha- who we hung out with regularly in college, we hung out with some big unruly niggas that fight for fun. I would fight any one of them if it was a choice between them and Cam Newton. Cam Newton is the most un- just unproductively <laughs> large nigga just to be out and about outside that I have ever seen in real life. I've seen this nigga in real life, and there's no reason for him to be this big. There's no reason, dog. It bothers me. Like, it bothers me. I hold my purse. I would hold my purse around this nigga, man. That is rude, sir. <laughs> what the fuck? I would, like, Cam Newton is, is he's unnervingly big <laughs> to be that up, much of an asshole. Ten push ups a day and peanut butter sandwiches. You fuck out of here. You ten push ups my ass. Uh, Hit the one punch man. No, routine. He, <laughs> no, he them no he them niggas on, he them niggas on uh on Instagram. They be doing shit like they be doing shit like throwing the throwing the barbell with their feet and shit. Y'all seen that shit? Yeah. <laughs> the best one. They be doing like, push-ups with the couch on their back. The, yeah. The, the, the best one is when it's like two and two. They're both on the treadmill. <laughs> yes. And yes. Then two and two behind them on the ropes. <laughs> with the ropes. And then they're like all throwing they, the ball. Throwing the what are y'all ball preparing <laughs> for? What are y'all preparing for? These, y'all are nobody's team. What is this for? These niggas are training for the, the apocalypse. These, I'll say these niggas are training for the tomorrow war. Yeah, they're getting yeah. shot. What are you talking about? <laughs> You'll never get close to me because I'll shoot you when you're running towards me. What are you talking nah, about? Nah, you always have to be prepared that's, for hand-to-hand combat. That's why I hate the internet. Niggas, because it's just showing niggas just being unproductively 
he's strong. And it's making me feel like something's coming that they know about that we don't. Strength is productive, Oz. Reminding the rest of us to invest in guns. Thank you. I believe strength is productive. Guns are fine. But I'm I'm, I'm telling you, this is military doctrine, okay? You cannot rely on long-range weapons at all times. This nigga is not. You have to be prepared for getting into the knife fight. This nigga is not a military warrior. The nigga I'm talking about, this is like Ludacris's trainer. Like, like that's what, what I'm trying talking to tell about. you, bro. Like, you got to be ready at all times. Strength to get stabbed. Yes. Stab be prepared to stab and be stabbed. I got you. Watch Dune too. I got you. That's why you hyped up like this. You went, <laughs> that's why you hyped up because you went and saw Dune too, and you went and saw that little nigga that played Elvis getting in the knife fight. See, he's talking about a movie. I'm reflecting on my actual life. Let me tell you something. You get stabbed. Okay, <laughs> I, I literally used to carry a butterfly Damn. knife with me on a regular basis. I feel you, butterfly knife hell. Ask us, man, how many poetry shows we'd have where I'd be outside with another friend of ours going through knife tactics while people are paying money to go inside. Yeah, hey. This nigga got drunk, and we all, we all it, it took three of us to hold him back from going to the car because he, 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 he didn't have a tool in the trunk. He had a samurai sword. Well, okay, again, that night. This is- nigga literally had Oranishi's sword. Uh, from Kill Bill and was about to dump a nigga out. Oh, that I, night is questionable because I've seen I don't sword, remember it. I've seen the sword collection. I don't remember it, so that night is very questionable. And and I don't think that I was that unruly, sir. Okay, I think that it, you know. Let's 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 figure. Let's, oh yeah, okay. Let's let's. It's a stimulus. Let's sell that person. right now. I got you. That's okay. Hey, the universe <laughs> favors the patient, so whoever he's trying to contact ain't even gonna pick up the phone. You a, you a lie. She'll pick up the phone for this shit. Oh, she'll pick up the phone for this shit here. Hold on. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Amanda. What's up? Uh, this is Oz from uh, Opinions Wild Black Podcast. Please don't say anything incriminating. Here we go with this shit. Down here. <laughs> so, Euphonic is here. Fluid is here. Okay. I, I just need a quick answer. Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Was, there not a, was there not a night where this man was so upset? That he punched the tree? Well, yeah. <laughs> That's not real. That's not real. <laughs> no, not that night. Uh, that's good, but that's not. But that's not the one where this nigga. When he pulled the out the trunk. Where <laughs> <laughs> got him? This nigga was so upset that it took three of us <laughs> to physically re- restrain this man from going to his car. Yes or no? Oh, no, he went to his car. It was physically restraining him from going back into the bar with said katana uh, sword as he did take this in the parking lot. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, this went so much better than I dreamed because he really was like, she's not picking up the phone. She just, yeah, yeah. No, that happened. That happened. He, you know, he, he, he wants to, I mean, he's refined and involved now. And I love him and appreciate him for it, but oh, that monster is in there. Don't don't die. It doesn't die. He just doesn't feed it at all. Because <laughs> we weren't just gonna have it like I'm the only crazy nigga in this in, in this dynamic here. No, no, he definitely ah, you get all in the parking lot. He's ready. See there, Black see him. there, 
See there. I asked Kevin Hart because he was slapping me. He <laughs> 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 slapping me. <laughs> shit. Oh man, Amanda, thank you so much. I you, the quality of the show just went up ten points. I just want you to know. I I aim to contribute and please. Thank you. Um, we uh, we'll we'll get on the phone about it. But we gotta we we gotta get we gotta arrange a get together. Already there, if time allows, and God says the same, and the creek don't rise. All right, that's what I'm talking about. I love you, sis. Love you too, boo. Bye. I just hit the air horns again. Actually, <laughs> it was that, the fact that she knew the two incidents. I was saying she had a better she had a better accounting of it than I did. I that just that, that first happen. one is not real. Can't punch a tree and it moves. <laughs> no, that happened. You no, can't that happened. Punch a tree and it moves. Okay. Jesus. I'm just saying. I'm. I'm just saying. My point stands that niggas can be niggas are big and unruly, and you shouldn't fuck with them. That uh, and them niggas. Them niggas learned. They fucked around and found out. And this nigga, like we, me and him are similar sizes. Cam Newton punching a tree. That's no. That that's no. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's a that's a Hulk attack. <laughs> that's a Hulk attack. There's no reason. There's no reason that y'all should be inciting a nigga like that to violence. There's no reason at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I I apologize. Like this, like like just shaking his hand and meeting him for the first time. This is my sorry for 2004. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like niggas like to talk all that macho shit about what they would do and all that shit. Hey, fam. There's a zone of masculinity of macho-ness that I don't need to be a part of. And it's the part that would drive me to be in a, a fist fight with Cam Newton. Never. Never. Kick him in his knees and run. Nah, bro. No, no. Them knees, them knees have dealt with worse than me. This nigga's, a <laughs> this nigga's vocation is taking and delivering punishment. I was about to say, I've seen MMA fights where you break that leg trying to kick a knee, dog. No thanks. And they still fighting you. <laughs> Like there are niggas, there are niggas that are sacrificing their knees just to break you, and they don't break until you have fallen and the fight is over. No, never, never. Hey, fam, just just for just for the sake of standards, like a foot, like real football niggas are niggas that are just. You're signing up for CTE, so you're already not wrapped too tight. Like these are these are some tough niggas. These niggas have to take and deliver punishment on a regular basis. Just at practice. At practice. You're getting hit at practice. I don't want to smoke with Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson's small. And I still don't want to fight with him. You saw how the rock got fucked up in the rundown? He's relative. And that nigga was four feet tall. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Quit fucking with these. Quit fucking with these contact sports people, please. Quit fucking with these. Like, and it's be regular people that think they tough. Like the dude on the plane with Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> it be regular people think they tough. I don't know how. Just going back to that Mike Tyson thing real quick. I don't know how you've watched a man literally put people down in like what's his fastest time? Like eight seconds, yes. ten seconds, something like that. Like, put a nigga out in under 10 seconds. What do you think you're going to do? Do you realize the level of force it takes to render a nigga unconscious? And somebody did that in a matter of seconds? 
consistently, oh, with, their, with their hand for years, with their with a padded hand, and has shown us they're still quite adept. Y'all gonna learn. Y'all gonna learn. Y'all gonna start. I'm telling you, toxic masculinity hurts everyone. You know what it is. We need more animal attack videos. <laughs> we, how, how do you keep doing that? I, I'm I trying to tell no, you Us, us, us. The actual video I have right now is I'm an animal attack video. Universe. First of all, first I'm of all. I'm in tune with the universe. First of all, stop distracting this man. First. <laughs> Second, yes, that's that's unnerving. That's creepy. Um, that's what I do, bro. Stop what fucking I with him. Uh, look, I, and I am not a proponent of Cam Newton. I think he, I do think he's kind of an asshole. Stop fucking with him. Stop fucking with him. For the, I mean, and I mean this for the public, for the for public health and safety, because if y'all keep fucking with him, a nigga like that that's already taking blows to the head is going to snap, and it's going to be somebody innocent. Dog, quit fucking with him. Quit fucking with these people. They don't need more blows to the head. So there was another story, um, and I wanted to bring this up uh, for Euphonic's sake, actually. Uh, him being in the sector that he works in. Um, I'm looking it up right now, but there was an instance where, uh, you know, I hate it. So I, here's what I hate about Facebook. This is why I'm looking. They do shit now. Like they'll give you a notice about somebody commenting on a post quote that you might be interested in. <laughs> hey fam. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> the socials are, the, the, y'all letting the algorithms run the asylum. And it's too I, much. I, I don't need notifications about that. About something I might be interested in? I'm actually afraid to get back on my Facebook. You ain't missing shit. I figured. You ain't missing nothing. All right. So, okay. And now they got ads. Now it's an ad in front of the video, dog. There was a teacher. Um, some of the kids were struggling in his class. And he filmed himself basically kind of chastising them for, um, I guess, grade performance. I'm just going to wait, here it is. Is nobody in this class has an um, understanding of shapes? I'm sorry. One, two, three, four, five out of 33. Five out of 33 have a concept of shapes. We're talking squares, rectangles, uh, triangles. That's all we, it's literally, we haven't even gotten to the next... <laughs> Oh my God, we even haven't we haven't even got to the hard shapes yet. We're, I haven't asked y'all to pull out a calculator. I haven't asked y'all to multiply. I haven't asked y'all to add. I haven't asked y'all to subtract. I haven't asked y'all to do anything but identify shapes. What shape is this when you cut it in half? What shape is this when you cut this in half? No, 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 no. I'm just just hush, just hush, just hush. I literally have not. This is the first question where they asked y'all to calculate the area. Mind you, if you're paying attention, books with the answers right on them. This is not even a try it question. This is an example from the book. And only five people can give me the answer out of 30 something people, out of 30 something kids. And again, nobody's asking y'all to calculate, <laughs> multiply, divide, add, subtract. I ask y'all to identify shapes. And we can't get 13-year-olds to identify triangles, squares, and rectangles. Okay. Because I'm sick of listening to him. What's wrong? Here's what's wrong. I, I already have a problem. 
if you want to be a hard teacher that's a little hard on your kids, I don't always, depending on the context, I don't always agree with it, but fine. That was being hard? Hear me out. Why are you posting this on the internet? Why are you, so, and, and, and I want to be fair, I want to be fair to the, to, because this is an audio experience. Yeah. I want to be fair to the people listening. You can't see the children. It's him filming himself. Yeah. Talking to the kids. I've seen this, and I've seen, and I've seen this multiple times, not necessarily in this same context, but I, I see people in their, in their classroom yeah. kind of <clears throat> doing little stories while they, while they teaching. Here's my problem. If you can identify the person, you can identify the school. Then we just got through talking about how Twitter is detectives. And not even detectives because they stand in for some shit. They, they, they detectives because they're bored. So they can suss any of this shit out at a moment's notice because they feel like it. And they will. If you can identify the man, you can identify the school. If you can identify the school and the man, after that, it becomes very easy to figure out what grade he's teaching, and who? what class he's teaching, and who he's teaching. That's fourth period geometry. Now, now that we've that do, does anybody here disagree on that? What's the problem with it, though? Here's my problem. If that's how you want to be in your classroom, be that way in your classroom. But because the internet is forever, mm-hmm. I don't want you even suggesting. Maybe my maybe my kid was one of the, was one of the five people that got everything right. Mm-hmm. I don't want you on the internet even suggesting that my baby's that my baby's dumb in your class. And if I even have to ask the question, but if they're dumb, I'm going, no, they no, are stop dumb. It, stop. 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 They are dumb. Let me tell you there something. There's a pandemic. We were and at school. We were out of school, and parents don't know how to teach. They don't know how to teach. We were extended away from school, and it fucked these kids up. And it, Literally. And guess, and guess fucked what? these kids up because the parents what? can't and, teach. And then when the what? parents have a problem the and the teacher says something about hey, it. Hey, hey, the parents ain't supposed to teach. The parents, you supposed to teach them kids on Zoom. And yes, all the Zoom shit was fucked up. I, I agree with that. Everything about how they implemented that online was fucked up, and it was part they fault, and in part wasn't they fault because nobody alive has gone through a pandemic. Okay. I'm going to take it a little further. Okay? I don't want you... I don't. You shouldn't be litigating it like this. I don't need to see you litigating this on Twitter. It's for the parents more than it is for the kids. Is it? Yeah, when you that's post, what parent teacher conferences are for. Sure, man. because he, here's here's the thing: when you have when you have parents who talk shit about teachers, dear online, Trayvon, no, 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 we listen. need to talk. Yeah, I'm we not talking need your about your parent to sign this. Yeah, you, calling home today. You from the generation where your parents cared us? No, we're not having that. We're not having that. Okay, talk to your just teacher because friends. a kid is not every kid that's not performing well in the classroom is not because they have a terrible parent at home. No, that's not right. No, it's not. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that we have the pandemic specifically fucked up kids learning. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. It fucked up kids learning. 
Now, saying that the majority of the class can't get the basic fundamentals right for geometry. If your kid is dumb or unprepared, that's what it is. Let me me take this a different way. That's not an insult. It's not an insult. Dumb is an insult. Dumb is an insult. I already know where you're going with it. Dumb is an insult. No, it's not. Are you fucking... You're talking to someone who doesn't work in education. When has someone... And thus, he is giving you a real-time response that is shared by others. Here's the caveat that I'll give you as someone who does work in education. People that support that train of thought, we say should work at McDonald's. He works at NASA. That dude should work at McDonald's. Because in the classroom, you still have to be able to galvanize the young people that you're in front of. He's not galvanizing. He's shaming. And this goes and and just I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna let you cook, but I'm gonna want to piggyback off sure. of something you're saying. This this comes back to we had a we had a listener letter question a while back that asked, do you need to, do you need to like kids and be able to have a good relationship with kids to be an effective teacher? Yes. And you looked at us crazy, but this is this because this is the kind of result you get. You get people embarrassing your kids on the internet. And having no feelings about it. Because he doesn't give a fuck. I, I, I've like had this. teachers like that. I, look, and how productive is that? I had an A in the class. but Because but you're a genius, fluent. No, but what I'm saying is I didn't start with an A. No, no, no. It I, was made very apparent. Hey, look. Here's okay. what the status okay. is no, of the no, class. I'm going I'm to I'm let him cook because I interrupted him. So, first of all, when this is all wrapped up and done, I do want you to reach out to any of those people that were in the class that you can remember last with a teacher like that. I assure you most of those people found another teacher later in life or had one before they met that teacher that kept their intrinsic motivation at play. Otherwise, they're they're probably bums right now. No offense. Because that, that type of interaction with someone who's supposed to impart knowledge to you is very destructive to the person that they are trying to become. You're You're supposed to meet them where they're at, give them the skills to grow where they need to be, and then find those little touch points to make sure that everything that needs to happen is happening. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of brain power. That's a lot of energy, which is why if you don't have that, you should not be doing this job. You need that. You need the, you need to be able to have restraint on that frustration, which is still really valid because it does suck. It does suck getting a, a, a class of kids where you're just like, fuck me. And I got to scaffold the whole lesson plan. And even then, that's but, more of a testament, just to piggyback on you, that's more even then isn't wouldn't you say that's more of a testament to the system in the I'll say in the past 10 years that that teachers are given to work with not the kids but the resources the amount of help HISD is proof of this yeah i mean if you're i mean right now in HISD if you're a new teacher like you're just coming off a program you're teaching wrong you, if you're a veteran teacher in HISD, you're changing the information they give you in your classroom real time. You have to because the information they're giving you is wrong. A teacher like that would have a class coming, would have a kid, a group of kids coming from out of this year getting all that wrong information, and he'd be that level frustrated with them. But restorative practices would say, hey, name your frustration, name the problem. Name the other person across from you frustration. Name their problem. Where's your middle ground? None of that's happening when people like that put those videos up. It's just you being upset about your surroundings and your circumstances, bitching at your constituents, and then hoping something will change. It's still going to come back to you and your back and your brain power, bro, so there's no point putting that energy out there 
and still having to face that level of work. That's just, it's just not how you galvanize. It's like, back, it's like going back, to I a can, job. No, on, I can on, agree on, with on. that. Hold on. I, I go back, I go back to the person that we just celebrated um, the last episode. I assure you, if that young man had approached you at the start of your career, grooming you through your career to get you to the success you're at right now, but that was the messaging that he gave you along the way, you probably, you yourself as fluent, would probably still be where you're at, but the the nuance of that relationship would not look like it does today. Mm-hmm. Right? For everyone that's not a, a Mensa candidate, <laughs> say the word, <laughs> Mensa candidate. For everyone that's not God that, for it. everyone that didn't get struck by lightning, for everyone that didn't have such strong role models, such strong male role models in his life, in their life, I assure you, they are, those are kids that, that end up falling through cracks because of moments like that, be it just in the content of math or in school as a whole. Like, my dad was a hard nigga. I'll give you that. But when he saw that I had teachers that I had, even if I didn't appreciate them at the time because I was so fucking young, but when he saw I had teachers that gave a fuck like this nigga does, he was even harder on me because he was like, whatever, whatever is coming out of that man's mouth and that man's mind, you need to soak every bit of that shit up. That's because I real because I realize because my dad for all his for all his little hangups and being a hard man he can he realizes that he came from a different time and was going in that I was going to be living in a different time and that the reception should be that the reception should be different so he was like when you have a man he because he didn't have them he and and a lot of his career was based a lot of his uh, scholastic career was based around sports so they treated him a little differently but. He was when you have people that give a fuck like this, that call me, that where I'm, where that want me up here and involved, even even if you're not fucking up, that are this involved, you need to soak all that shit up. You need and and just like because the way I was treated, he's treating you with palm oil. He's treating you with palm oil because it could be a lot worse. And I promise you, if it were a lot worse, I'd be up here having a way different conversation with the motherfuckers. I'm glad you had a good relationship with some teachers. I, I and I would not, and I can name them, and I would not, and I, and I, I remember in the ten years that I that I worked at the bookstore, they would come in, and whether they were eligible for the discount or not, I bet they got it. Whether I was helping them or not, I made sure, hey. Hey, take this one off, take this one off, take this one off, and hit them with that discount. But no, even, no, F5. Even, because I, I, and again, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about in the first half of the show, about yeah. the perspectives that we bring to certain conversations. But, like, even going back to where you're going with, with looking back at your mentorship and that pedagogy and whatnot, I, just think about how much further along you'd have been. If at every level you can give us the anti to what we're telling you, you actually had a teacher that's doing what we're telling you. Like, was like, ah, oh, man, pain, I see you, but you can do a little bit more than that. Oh, I like this stanza you wrote, but something tells me that under that fro is a harder stanza. Give me that. Like, those types of teachers, I don't know, they make pulling that stuff, they make pulling that sticky substance out of you so much more fun. Like, all that goop that's at the bottom, I'm sorry I'm phrasing it like this, but like all that stuff at the bottom of the barrel that very few people get to touch and entertain and like, mm. man, I have my magnum opus doing X, Y, and Z. Like someone in their life pulled a piece of that out and then told them, reflect on this and go make it better. Amen. Like, and, and you're dancing on your greatness. It seems like not having a lot of people 
having done that. And I'm just saying, relate oh, yeah. that to, to the kids that are in that classroom. I, I'll put it I, this way. I, I get it. And, I'm, and my personal thing was, it's not, I don't know. When we, when we say things like, don't make it seem like my kid is dumb. Don't call my child mediocre. Don't say that this is average. Fuck, it is what it is. They grasp it or they don't. That's not an insult. Like, I don't know. I, the way I was, this is what I'm saying. Even if you're right. E, but, go, no, ahead, no, go ahead, go ahead, go the, ahead. There is the perspective, yes. I know certain things are, you know, we joke like me being a mental candidate, things like that, right? Okay, there are certain things I'm very intelligent about. That's fine. That does not mean that I am intelligent in all fields, that I grasp things in all ways or that I learn things as well as other people, right? And so with that, I have always been taught from the very beginning of my educational career, doesn't matter how good you are in one thing, you will still be subpar in somewhere else. And it is your choice on how much you want to excel and move in that to shore up your weaknesses. Having a weakness... It's not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not. Having your weaknesses pointed out is not a problem. But having them litigated and having you humiliated on the internet is. That, no, well, wait, wait, even, but that's even, my point. That's my so point. And, 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 no, and I wouldn't, and but, I wouldn't have so no, much pause of a pushback pause, about that. Just pause I, it right there. Though. Okay, pause, hold on, hold on. Pause right, because it's not that I want to interrupt. I want to, I want to hold, you're, you're addressing what my point is. You're saying that it's humiliating. Yes. And that's the perspective that I'm. They, it, we have nothing else to go that's from an episode, that point. Of, that's an episode of Abbott Elementary, dog. Like no, but but what I'm saying is for the the reason why I disagree, and it's only from my perspective. I'm not saying what's right or wrong, yada yada. The reason why I disagree is having your weakness pointed out is not humiliating. What I what I think you're missing because it, it is it I, is the fact. What I think that is missing, a white wall. These are grace. What I think you're missing though is the years of priming and nuance in messaging that you got in your household. I'm telling you, as someone who's who's worked with kids, like the classroom he's describing, they don't have that messaging coming to them like you're getting it. So when the person who's supposed to be giving me the information does that, it's not a, hey, man, <laughs> look, the fact that you can't dunk is okay because you can still ball, baby. It's, oh, fuck, I, I, I should play badminton because basketball will never be my thing. Not even that. I'm going to take what he's saying a little further. <clears throat> These kids grew up with the Internet. The, per, the perspective you have is because you, much like us, came from a time before the Internet. These kids grew up with the Internet. When you have to go to school with the Internet, it puts you in a different mindset. I think about this all the time, that all the pressures that we had about being humiliated, about being embarrassed, about being insecure about certain things and, 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 and kind of retreating into a shell versus uh, letting that out, all of that has to be magnified when you live in a time where any little thing you do Forever recorded. It's forever recorded, and you have to assume that next that if you do anything, it's probably going to show up on TikTok next week. And kids and kids in a in a in a closed ecosystem have to live with that every day. They look to their teachers and their administrators and their leaders to be above that shit. Gotcha. And they look to their administrators to be to to be safe spaces outside of that. Okay. So when you so when you litigate things like that online, 
you are subjecting yourself to the same to the same thing that they have to constantly be afraid of every day in addition to real life interactions with the students around them. Now everybody in the school knows that that Mr. Joe that Mr. So and so's class in 2B is a is a bunch of fucking morons. Even okay. if you don't see it like that, yeah. and even if you see it with that nuanced, mature perspective, that's they're still, kids, yeah. dog. That's still their like for the rest of the yeah. semester, that's no. gonna be their And reality. that's them forever. I, I I got you. I guess and you're saying something that's that's also giving a different um so I call it a a a weight, right? Like how much emphasis you put onto it one particular type of input. Mm-hmm. You have a different emotional weighted input into the meaning of teachers. I was had I had a very adversarial relationship with almost all of my teachers. Most I came most up, genius level people do. Well, I and I mean also coming up in a racist area. Oh, sure. So okay. yeah, yeah. The, that that combination of basically there are yeah there are teachers that like you find it, mentioned earlier that can see oh well you're not really connecting on this particular thing let me rearrange how the content is presented so and let me work with you in this way yada 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 let me give you a, a different subject to study since you actually care about this and it's still related to world history and blah 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 i've had a couple teachers like that okay cool fuck with them majority of my teachers i did not fuck with because they either a didn't know what they were talking about right or B, they could know what they were talking about and just did not give an entire fuck about me. So it was exactly what I did is what I did. And I calculated what level of effort I needed to do in order to pass that class. How many zeros could I take by not doing any work? Can I ask you one question before? I, I feel like he's going to hop back in. Well no, because, well, no, because because uh, we got to take a break because we're running a little long. All right. So I, I got one question for you. If you could, please. Go back to that classroom and now picture having to get through any one of your worst semesters, not calculating how many zeros it'll take for you to still pass that class. Be in any one of those classes and not calculate how much you can run your mouth before your teacher's calling home. <laughs> That's the everyday student now, dog. Like I'm telling you, the, the school that I was at before I got to the school that I'm at now. I watch kids come in at 7.15, the first fight took place. That means these kids are coming into the safe space with all the aggression of home or just a ride from home to the school. Just from that alone, if you dump an interaction like that on top of the day, I assure you there'll be another four fucking fights. Not even guaranteed. Not, probably not even because of the content. The kid might not, might not even acclimate to the fact you're talking about that acumen, but like, Something about that energy is fucked off. And I will put this fucked off energy on someone else before I go back home to more fucked off energy. I, I can, and I can put a button in it here, but I'll say this. If the internet were the internet when I was 13. Oh my God, we were talking about that. And this nick, and a nigga like this oh went off the way he did. I can guarantee you, I would have I. The very, if I was even in that class, not even if I was one of the, if maybe I'm one of the five kids that passed. I can guarantee you the very next day, I would have been in the foot, I would have been in the locker room before football practice and they would have, and them kids would have been, would have been trying to make fun and we'd have been, we'd have all been in a fight. Oh yeah, definitely would have been all been in a fight. That, that, they would have had to call, they would have had to call him. My dad would have come, my dad would have come and heard about this. That, my father would have come up there. Light fire and brimstone. That or his, his, where is he? 
his post would have ended the same way uh, Bush's conference did post 9-11 with them shoes being thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Nikes? Who's Panda Nikes are these? And my dad and, and my dad would not have been civil. Not in the office, not in the, not in the hallway, not going to the car. Don't let him figure out what my what that nigga what Where car that, that nigga drives. Where's that nigga's classroom? What no, you, no, no. Where's Mr. Terry's classroom right now? You take him to his classroom right now. Guarantee it. I just Fi- want to talk to him. Fire and brimstone. I just want to talk to him, son. Nah, man. You gonna make him that little nigga? That little nigga? That 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 little five six nigga there? He would have thought Ghost Rider showed up. I promise you that. Swear to me. <laughs> um, um, uh, we ran a little long. Uh, that was a good convo. We're gonna skip. We're gonna. We're just gonna take a quick break. And jump. Jump right into the next shit. Um, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Uh, yeah, my dad was Batman. <laughs> Why did you say that name? Why did you say that name? (laughs) We are back. We are black. And I have to, I have to say that was that was a, that that was a little longer go round than I had in mind, but it was productive. But I also have to say I think I blame the beer, because um, we are black, we are back, we are opinionated, and we have been drinking substances. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, and let me tell you something, and just to, and I'm not jumping back into that point, but I do. Everything I say is it kind of revolves around the fact that the people that are close to me that are in the education that are in the education industry are exemplary niggas. Hey, fluent, fluent, fluent. Uh, are exemplary niggas because that care about their students. Because I remember a long time ago, <clears throat> one of these times, Euphonic was Euphonic was out. Um, Euphonic was sick, or I think he, yeah, that was what. It, no, oh, he was when he 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 hurt his uh. He hurt his knee or something like that. And um, he was not in class. And those kids had a substitute teacher that they said was mean to them. And I forgot what it was the teacher said to him. But that nigga got on, that nigga got on Facebook. That post is not there anymore. But that nigga got on Facebook. It was like, who the fuck is, who the fuck is this dumbass substitute they got talking shit to my kids? Nigga, like, look, nigga looking like Roots Disc 1. It was the greatest moment I had ever seen. <laughs> I was like, that's how a teacher's supposed to go to fucking bed. I wish I had had that. I wish I had had social media and been able to look and see that a teacher is going to fucking bat for us. I always say, I, and I was going to put Ariel, God bless her. I wish we, I, I wish we had more opportunities to have her on for discussions like this. Um, God bless her. I, there was a time when she was teacher of the year. Every year, I, every year I looked up, and I promise you, she wasn't talking to the kids like that. Although, uh, to be fair, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure some of the little boys were concerned with other things. Um, aesthetics, is, aesthetics do give you a lot of <laughs> right. It's true. I'll tell you that because um, half the time they think half the time they think she go there. 
Um, it is time for white people must be stopped. This is why I don't fuck with white people. We we are running a little long, but I want I definitely wanted to get to this. This was an I came across this as an important story to me. We're not talking about more pastries, are we? No, 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 okay, no, no. Thank no. you. Uh, it's kind of old, but do y'all? A lot of our listeners, I know y'all are in this kind of a similar age group. Do y'all remember them Scholastic book fairs? Yeah, yeah, loved them. I got some upstairs in the library. I have some at home still. So the Scholastic book fair still goes on, but um, mm-hmm. there are problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think fluent. I'm going to assume by that he's read the story. Um, Don't tell me something sad. Oh, oh Ooh, no. buddy, here we go. Here we go. I'm, I'm about to bring it up. Uh, I want to make sure I'm getting the good. What segment are we in? Yeah. What segment are we in? I'm just saying, why are y'all destroying so much of my childhood, man? What segment are we in? God damn it. What you, so, think, what you think could happen with a fucking book fair? A lot, actually. <laughs> a lot. That's why I'm, I'm looking like, for Like, how do you fuck up a book fair? A I'm, lot. I'm looking for the article, but basically... Um, Scholastic was uh, Scholastic was uh, trying out a situation where um, once the teacher orders the books, when on when they go to the website to order the books, there is an option. There is a button. It's a diversity button, and you can turn that button off if you don't want to order books um, that would be considered diverse. And by diverse, I mean just a book with a black protagonist. Or a protagonist of color, or any of the any any number of the young adult books that are written by black people that are centering black characters, you can turn that off. And you know, I think I think they've backtracked. I think they got I think they got some pushback, and I think maybe they're rethinking it or whatever for the next go round. But they had a diversity thing. They had a diversity um, on Twitter. They started calling it the bigotry button. You know, the Watchmen run had some of the most interesting characters, I gotta say. But my favorite of the Watchmen characters is uh, Dr. Manhattan. There's a run <laughs> where he's definitely looking at Earth from either the moon or Mars. He went to Mars. I was about to say, okay, so he's from Mars and he's just looking at Earth and he essentially is like, man, I, I hate that fucking place. I just, I can't go back there. <laughs> There's no point. He like, literally is like, I'm tired of these people's lives. I'm tired of it. Dog, I'm tired of listening to these people. Every year, bro, I feel a little more like Dr. Manhattan, dog. How do y'all, y'all, y'all fucked over the book fair. When I tell you, if wow. you don't know what we're talking about or your school didn't have wow. this or what, the book fair, if you liked books, if you like, even just like books a little bit. That was supposed to be your safe space, dog. This was your moment, my nigga. <laughs> My parents could not wait to get me some books, boy. Oh they could God. not wait. They wheeling all those carts full of fresh print, Ooh, untouched content. Wee. It was like being in Pan's Labyrinth for like an hour and a half. However long your teacher would let you stay down there. Like the first time I had a library, me? I had a. What library you mean, too. let? I skipped class to stay in the book fair. My man, out hit fluent with the air horns. <laughs> He looked so proud for me to hit the air horns on him, too. He did. This he did. I know I'm he, a nerd, he felt accomplished. Though. I have, like, a tear in my right eye because, like... They, like That was a ch- moment, my Children nigga. are getting robbed every day. It was such awesome moments, dude. <laughs> are you fucking and kidding I, me? And like I said, I think... I uh, If I look harder, I think they're backtracking it, but the fact that that was even, even implemented 
that that just went straight through and was implemented in the first place is crazy. And it's another... This is a simulation. It's another piece of what I've been talking about, about about the whole erasure of DEI, of the whole... like. It's because it's not just DEI. Because I guarantee flat. you, if they had a, if they had a, it's flat. If they had a Jamal, that wouldn't have happened. Oh no, they have a Jamal. Jamal was overruled. I was gonna say it's, either. I was gonna say Jamal it's resigned. It's flat. Yeah. And fired. And it's a simulation. I'll well, say Jamal resigned time. at the same time. So and, and Kyrie and, is right because what's happening now is I see it now is and this is why I worry about Trump coming back into power because. What Trump brought with him isn't just policy. It's not just ignorant people. Because, yes, you, because, yes, there was a Betsy DeVos out there, but it's a mentality. It's a mentality that took power. When Obama was in office, no matter how you actually felt about any of Obama's policies, there was a feeling when he got in office that niggas could not be fucked with, that niggas could not be touched. There was hope. Correct. There was hope. That day is at an end. We will never feel the same way about a potential political candidate. They can't put that back in the box now. We will never feel that way about the way we felt about Barack Obama. We will never feel that way again. And in place of that, there are entities that see that. And there are entities that recognize that are angry that the Obama era of hope for us happened. Yes, and they not taking it anymore, and it, it, because when it's Obama Tea Party, because when well, no, no, uh, I mean it was probably the start, but it probably gets worse than that because the Tea yes. Party was actually actually started out liberal, and got and that demographic, that same demographic, got older and disenchanted, but that's a whole other conversation. Now we're in an era where those same people that were fed, that so those same people that lost a lot of markers because. A nigga was in the White House, and because a nigga was putting other niggas on, they're salty. And now that that power vacuum has been replaced by a intensely ridiculous man. Who's also a vacuum. Who is also a vacuum unto himself. Um, now it's gone from, remember when, there, when, when Obama was here, remember when, when there was white guilt? No, because I don't think that's real. I think that's something they they said they felt to pacify us. I mean, but you, I mean, but even though, but even then, even if it wasn't, even if it was just a construct, yeah, you had game. niggas saying, "Oh, I, you had people saying, oh, I'd have, I'd have voted for Obama a third term,' or what? Or you had niggas, or even even then, you had niggas kneeling kneeling in Capitol Hill and shit and wearing Wakanda outfits and it's shit. Just, it's just I know that when blue collar people voted to cast of Varsity Blues in the offices. That they thought <laughs> Shit. they were getting the power of the everyman back to the everyman. But, like, what really happened was a bunch of paranoid, ignorant fucks took power. And then their leader took power. And then... It, I fuck, agree. Fuck everyone else. But with their saying? leader came a mentality. And the, thing that they, and, the th- and the thing that they had in common that you heard a lot of the time when they would ask people why they fucked with Trump was that they would say, because he keeps it real and he's not PC... And part of part of part of pushing back on the PC mentality is erasing that need for, to them is erasing that necessity for white guilt. 
They don't have to feel guilty racist. anymore. I'm yeah. proud. I'm proud of being being ignorant and not giving a fuck. I'm proud of wanting the America that I had before I had to start giving them a piece of my shit. Yeah, and that's the pushback on all this DEI shit. It's not just DEI. It's a pushback on having to include us at all or someone because these people. And, and by the way, these people already feel like. I don't need government telling me what to do. So I'm going to be the government that tells everyone what, what to, to do. do. Right. I don't need government telling me what to do. I should have X, Y, and Z freedoms. And part of those X, Y, and Z freedoms should be whether or not I include niggas in my shit. I don't give a fuck how they feel about it. It's the same people that felt like, well, it's not a matter, it's, it, it's not a matter of slavery. It's a matter of states' rights. It's that kind of shit. Look, man, all I'm saying is because really – Conversations like this frustrate me. So, like, fuck where this conversation is going. I'm just saying. No, you're right. But, like, look, in 2024, here's what I know. What I know is that the generation under us and especially the generation under them are far too introverted and lacking a fuck to give to wake up one day with someone going, hey, man, you can't drink at that water fountain. So here's what I know is going to happen. Either we're going to get our shit together at least back to it was Clinton era where everyone was just kind of cool with each other and we don't need to know whose business is what business and we just kind of cool with that. Or someone's going to burn this bitch down. I was going to say, pick a side. Pick a side because I don't care what side is going to do it, but someone's going to burn this bitch down. And guess what? Even when that fighting's over with, niggas are still not going to be in chains. That's That's why I hate the idea that we even have to talk to these other motherfuckers because... Because it's a zero sum game over there. They've told us where they stand. They've told us where they stand. That's why I'm. That's why I'm looking at Joe Budden crazy. He over there trying to have, trying to interview Candace Owens and shit. Why? Why? Exactly. Exactly. Why? Exactly. It's bad for your ratings and you gonna run your blood pressure. Oh no, he no. loves no. no. Joe Budden loves talking to people that we don't fuck with. When 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 the when Rory and Maul left and his day one showed up and the rebrand started. The first nigga they talked to was Kevin Samuels. Oh, so he's becoming Vlad. Gotcha. Fuck it. Which is crazy because he hates Vlad. <laughs> and had sworn to this day that he'll slap the shit out of Vlad when he sees him. Gotcha. He thinks he can out Vlad Vlad. I got you. Niggas well, no, he be- thinks he's doing the right. Like, I, Villains I, always become the thing they hate, bro. There are people that swear that you have to talk to the other people. You don't have to talk to the other people. There are certain people that have drawn their line in the sand. One, there are certain people that have made up their mind and drawn their line in the sand. You know, this is and, a good and, story time. I'm sorry they, to cut you off. This is a good story time. Okay, well, it's got to so, be a quick one. So uh, we, we went on a trip, right? And, and part of that trip that we went on, the, the group that I was with got to meet a dude that was in the KKK. Oh, shit. And this dude was in the KKK for like not one or two or three years. This nigga was in the KKK for like 22 years. For 15 of his 22 years, his job was recruiting, all right? So already, unless his message starts with, and I went back like Morpheus and unplugged all of them niggas. I didn't give a fuck about what he had to say. And guess what? None of his message was about that. It was about how someone was kind enough to talk to him, and it opened up his mind, and now he's sad. And no one understood why I didn't want to fuck with this dude because all I could think about was everyone you brought over for 15 fucking years. I don't need to talk to him. 
I don't need to talk to him until his message begins with, and then I went back and I got all of them. That's why I don't need to talk to the other side. Because the other side is never worried about their wake or their impact or what they've done or how they fucked off. And most of the time they're not approaching in good faith. At all. It's still very much a fetishized curiosity that's just going, "Hmm, I wonder. And then if we're lucky, you get that one. But fuck that one. Like, go back and get your friends, man. Mm -hmm. Get all 15 years of them motherfuckers, too. Have you ever done anything violent? Oh, well, I mean, I can't uh, I can't answer that question, but I, I wasn't a part of anything uh, that ended in murder. Oh, I would say their explanations. Don't qualify the question. I will say their explanations are always crazy. <laughs> always. <laughs> what the fuck? I left it off of the rundown because, because, uh, because of time constraints, but uh, there, is a, there is a story that I found where a Missouri governor um, just, I think he just got, he's running for governor. And I think he just got kicked off the ballot because they found out that he was secret. He, they found pictures of him burning crosses and he's a member of the KKK. And his response was, I'm only an honorary member. See, shit like that. Now remember, now remember, everyone out there remember, 55% of this country is what? Not black. Female. Oh, female, yeah. It can be Roots or it can be Handwives Tale. Uh, correct. Correct. But we all have a job to do in November. I would say as long as we can all agree. Now, I, look, we're not saying Joe Biden is the best nigga around. We're not saying, we not saying that, um, this, that we believe in this man. But come November. The other side did say if they get back in office, it's a wrap. You, uh, I'll say as long as we can all agree that we are going to sit our asses down and do what we got to do. Um. Send your racist stories, send your real-life racist encounters, uh, um, along with your listening letters, questions for myself, Euphonic, and anybody else, and you've, and uh, Fluent, and anybody else you hear on this podcast, please send those to opinionswildblack at gmail.com. Uh, or you can go to opinionswildblack.com, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. It is time for listener letters. I'm going to jump right into listener letters. Um which means when I say I'm going to jump right into listener letters, I actually have to be prepared with my first listener letter. Um, what is an honorary member? And on, like, do like do you? That means there's just enough adjacency to the racism for them to like you. It's got to be it. Maybe because maybe you never pull the rope to hang a nigga, but you've definitely set it around a nigga. Maybe you're slightly less racist. Maybe you. I'm. Like oh you, wow! So I immediately thought we were talking about that being the first listener letter. <laughs> no, and I was like, Oz, how do you not know what an honorary member of fraternity is? I'm just, uh, I'm just saying, an honorary member of the KKK is wild. Like you've aggressively touched a Kappa, person of Kappa, color's Kappa. boob, but you didn't go full crash. We're, we're running into some really wild things. The fact that I just want to revisit that real quick. The fact that Puff. Has two of his sons that are act that are being sued that are in a sexual assault lawsuit with him. Like, are y'all? Does that make y'all Eskimo rapists? That's all very gross to consider. Apple we, doesn't uh, fall far from the tree. So here's our li- uh, so here's our listener letter. Thomas Phillips wants to know, peace, y'all. I got one, two, maybe. First, first things first. Rest in peace, Eric Mays. Oz, you were the first person I thought of who held the brother in high regard based on him reminding reminding you of your pops in politician form. Amen. Uh, to all of you, 
What do you think your, quote, trending section would look like in the event of your timely or untimely passing on? Oh, man. <sighs> well. <laughs> Titties? No, I wish. <laughs> no. No. Can I can we save that for after dark? Wait. No. Like what is, what is no. So maybe I'm not understanding. How does yeah, that work? You are? Like, like so what would the trending section look like? Yeah. Like 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 the people on your timeline. Like what would that like what do you think a lot of because you know like when what you did with old boy what you yeah. did with your mentor like when people start eulogizing you oh oh yeah <laughs> um I don't know let's see I think a lot of story time would come out yeah and I and and nothing like terrible you know what I'm saying just a lot of fun facts <laughs> I think the insecure guys who thought that I was interested in their women would be celebrating. Um, they wouldn't. Uh, they, that, they, that would be a part of story time. They and would it wouldn't make them sad. They would be like, ah, fuck that guy. Nah. They'd be like, you did what with that guy? Yeah. Then, then like, other people who actually know me, like, they would just be like, oh, man, I can't believe my nigga gone. A lot of those. And then maybe, like, some stories. I remember that one time he, he bought me an apple to work because I do shit like that. Maybe maybe a lot of I drive crazy stories because I've been driving yes. like Speed Racer for a while. Oh yeah. Oh I oh I have a oh God I have a million. No I I shouldn't be allowed in that. One. <laughs> I, have, I have a million good ones. And anyone that worked with me at, at Nordy's and, oh my and drove with me to lunch, yeah, they they'll probably have a terrifying I drove with this nigga. Story. Yeah, Deep if, would definitely be the one who would talk about the road trip stories. Yeah. She used to say a lot when when y'all were uh, lobbying for funding for uh, crowdfunding and tips and shit like that. Yep. Y'all, y'all don't know what it's like to ride with these niggas, man. <laughs> because it was always an adventure, bro. Like it was just wild shit that would happen, just happen. Like we would, we're driving and suddenly we're driving through a two mile swarm of locusts. <laughs> shit. Like what the fuck? And then when we pull off the road, we pull because we're in Kansas. The gas station we pull to is a twenty foot wide Confederate flag just posted outside while we're trying to wash the windshield off. Right. Like, uh, nah, we got to get out of here, bro. We, I don't even want to fill up and get gas. We can get yeah. gas at the next town. <laughs> what the fuck we doing here? I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be, it'd be a mixed bag. I just, what I, what I have in my head of people and their perception of me, what I think their perception of me is, I think, I, there's someone who feels, there are a few people that feel like I would be beloved. And I, I think the very much opposite, opposite of that, like, It'd be a lot of fuck that nigga. It'd be a lot of hey fam. That nigga's a simp, dog. That nigga's a simp. All that all that sensitive woman shit. Fuck that nigga, dog. I disagree, bro. I I I think Fluent said something earlier off air before we got started. I, I don't think you give I don't think you're aware of, of where to give enough credit to some of the people just in your wake. I do think that it, a lot of the response would be more overwhelmingly positive than negative. And I also think that any negativity any negativity on your timeline would be met with a lot of, hey, you can step the fuck off. Like, you don't have to be here in this moment. Yeah. That's fair. I just, I, sometimes I think. Same for you. I just, I think a lot about, like, a nigga, like, I told, I told you about that. A nigga we know came to me on my page while I was minding my business and told me that I was acting like a woman. Because I said, man, maybe. We don't talk so crazy to them women like that. 
And then by the end of it, wanted to fight me in the street. I'm Keep that same energy in the street. Pretty Said sure, that. Pretty sure he also did because if I go to the if I go to that 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 thread, I'm pretty sure there's going to be three or four other people chiming in, calling him all kinds of stupid and ignorant and fuckboyish. Maybe, yeah. Okay. And I, if not, I, I could go do that right now. I don't. Even, that was months ago. I don't know. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I and I'm, I might have even blocked that nigga. Like he's going to be twice as mad because I blocked him. So, oh well, fuck it. And I, the argument there is the argument that it was before, which is. Yeah, catch me outside like I'm ever outside, you stupid fuck. But I think the positive things would I, I think the positive things would be if I were there for it, it would make me feel better. I I'll say that. Yeah. I I think the positive people sometimes I wonder why you feel this way, but I'm I always appreciate it. And so I so I guess I that has to be enough. Everybody ain't gonna like you. Everybody ain't gonna like you, but the ones that do, it it should be enough. So to to your credit, I, that's that's all fair. Um, I hopefully, and and also, there's two hundred and fifty something episodes about how I feel about anything. So there's gonna be a lot of arguments. <laughs> he said, "Well, I mean, he did he did always say this and this and this about." standing up for the creators and standing up for women in the community. Yeah, but he also said, bitch, mm, 77 times. In one episode. In one episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it'd be a mixed bag. But, yeah, to your credit, I think, I, to, to your credit and what you're saying, I think it would be cool. I only said bitch because I was too lazy to look up the name. Fair. That's always fair. This guy. That's always fair. Um, And the second part is, and this is, this is funny. Uh, there was it was a two parter, a little lighter but still legacy related question. <laughs> Do any of you have a favorite moment in Black history? This could go a lot of different ways, which is exactly why I asked it. Love, <laughs> love y'all. Thank you for two hundred and fifty episodes. Favorite moment in Black history? There's so much to choose from. Oh my God! There's so many good ones. We've had some good ones recently. The uh, uh, the niggas in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. That's amazing. That's that is Black history, as far as I'm concerned. That is oh, a, yeah. that I is mean, a landmark moment in Black history. I want the mural. For real, for real. If you, the mural I, doesn't you, capture the man swimming to the fight, I don't want it. Have Have you seen Have you seen some of the the artistic depictions? Man, I want one. Like I really want one. Just like a painting. I have to go back and check. If he's not there, it's not real. <laughs> that, that's the part that makes it iconic. Like a nigga swam <laughs> to beat up racism. Montgomery, Alabama. Barack Obama being inaugurated. Kaepernick taking the just the fact that just the fact that he won the presidency. Barack the Barack the, the Obama era. I remember exactly where I was when he won, like on election night. I remember calling out from work for that day. I don't give a fuck. I I just told him I was stuck in I was I was stuck in line in the Bell Building and wasn't and wasn't coming out until um, whenever the store closed. Um, culturally, culturally, <laughs> culturally, didn't give a fuck. Culturally, I'm gonna say Kaepernick taking a knee. Only oh, that's because, a good one. Like that really changed even viewing sports for me. A Everything lot, a lot. I know. I can't really watch a season of football. 
like I used to, bro. You know what was so good about that was that not because of what he did, but because what white people did in response. Dang. Because the fact there are so people, visceral. there are people that are, were hardcore Dallas Cowboy fans before that renounced the Dallas Cowboys because Jerry Jones said that shit, and it's the most amazing landmark moment for me as a Texans fan and as a adamant. Anti-Cowboys fan. Of course he found a way to bring this back to the Cowboys. <laughs> so many. Like, I I, there were the people. Of the, the jerseys and shit. Like, people, <laughs> like, I know someone that got their star tattoo removed. Oh, Damn. my God. That was landmark. That was amazing. And so, yeah, that's a, that's a great moment. Um, I'm sure there are some viral fights I could I could I could think of, but we're not gonna but we're not gonna do that in such a Oh yes we will. The young lady that caught the chair at Waffle House. <laughs> that was a white woman. Oh, I thought she was yellow. No, that was a white no. woman. Oh, never mind. Take it back. That was a white woman. Actually, no, I gave it back to her. Whoever her sensei was was black. <laughs> whatever stripper from whatever stripper from Onyx trained her. Hey. She caught that chair. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, they would play the Avengers theme song. That was great. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, there's so there's so many good ones. There, it, when, it, it, we might actually revisit that topic on Patreon. That's so just landmark black ass moments, man. That's so good. Yeah, OJ's uh, victory in court. Oh shit! Feel how you feel about it. Not that, that. that not guilty was like we danced in my house. No, <laughs> no, because we knew he was supposed to lose. What? Old dirty bastard taking the mic at the Grammys, and it wasn't that. I mean, he interrupted Puff, so you know that's aged however you want that to age. But when he got up there and took the mic from Puff, when they when all his people was up there about that, I'll be missing you shit. Russell Jones didn't give a fuck. He didn't give a fuck. He walked smooth up there, looking like he looked, and just snatched that put and just snatched that mic and said, "Puff is good, but Wu Tang is for the kids." That was the most amazing moment, one of the most amazing moments in television that I had ever seen. Because old dirty bastard went from he his 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 visibility went through the roof to the point where maybe that same month he was on TRL with them little white kids. And him and Wyclef and Praz were all that everybody was sitting up there talking about the uh, talking about um what they were doing in the community and what they were doing to give back. And they said, Well, so old dirty, you know, ODB, you uh, I know you um you be in the streets a lot, whatever, whatever. We want everybody's talking about what they've done to contribute to the community. He is laid up on this couch like he's gonna go to sleep. And, and drinking and drinking some shit, and say, "What are you doing?" And he looked me, nothing, and went right back to what he it went right back to what he was doing. Everybody fell on the floor laughing, and he was dead ass serious. And turned right over and said, "Next question, nothing." The first, Y'all owe me forty acres and a mule anyway. The first ten minutes of Wesley Snipes' first Blade movie, oh, landmark, landmark, saved Marvel, easy, fam. Damn. If you weren't in after that first ten minutes, I don't know what to Easy. tell you. I saw that in theaters. Oh, God Easy. damn, that's good. Easy. We are such niggas. We're talking about great moments in Black history. We're talking about the first ten minutes of Blade. <laughs> Passenger fifty fucking what? seven. What the fuck do y'all listen to <laughs> us, dog? Why do y'all ask hey, us we we've mentioned Barack Obama too. Yeah, all right. I also mentioned not going to work because we said. 
And and, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I won't tell that story right I'll now. We to, gotta we gotta go. I but. have to find the picture um, from election night, but I do remember celebrating with a box of saltine crackers. <laughs> the crackers didn't win that night. Aha! I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. The crackers did not win that night. Uh, that was actually a pretty good question. We might have to revisit that one day. Um, thanks, thank you, Thomas Phillips, and thank you for joining joining the Patreon crew. You've made a wise decision. Engagement made a considerably wise decision. Uh, time for the top three STFUs. Who are the top three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three. Oh, I know why I wrote this. Yep, still got it up. NFL prospect uh, from Texas Tech, Tyler Owens. No. <laughs> God damn it, no. Fluid is so bad about this. I, I already know. I already know. Here we go. Uh, I'll just read this from People Magazine. Uh, Tyler Owens oh, is man. a favorite to, the, uh, to post the fastest 40-yard 40, 40 dash at the NFL Combine. Uh, but Texas Tech product, but the Texas Tech product is grabbing headlines for his comments off the field. One speaking to reporters in Indianapolis on Thursday, the defensive back offered an unconventional take on his place in the world. "Quote: I don't believe in space." Uh, said in a video posted on X by Bleacher Report. "I'm real religious, what? so I so I think we're alone right now. I don't think there's other planets and stuff like that." He added, I thought I used to believe in the heliocentric thing where we used to revolve around the sun and stuff. But then I started seeing flat earth stuff and I was like, this is kind of interesting. They started bringing up valid points. So, I mean, I don't know. Could be real. Couldn't be. End quote. I just got one question before you get in on this, man. Okay. Do you think he would be among the five or the 28? (laughs) Nope. No, that would know what a shape is. No, I'm not adding. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just adding. asking. I'm just for clarification. <laughs> would you consider? Would you consider would. this person being dumb and insult? What do y'all think we stare at at night? <laughs> do you think someone is laying I, a blanket over the sky? <laughs> like what? What is happening? I am not going to lend credence to what Floyd is saying. <laughs> How is this gaining traction? I am also not going to unnecessarily pick on somebody that is clearly suffering from CTE. People no, are living no, too we close. Can't, we People can't are living too close to power CTE. lines. People are living too close to power lines, and clearly Flint, Michigan water is getting out to the rest of the country. That's what's happening. I'm no. not gonna fool me. No, I'm, I have Texas Tech jokes, but I'm Y'all gonna leave gonna that alone. Me. I'm just gonna tell that. I'm just gonna, for the sake of for the sake of. I'm just gonna tell that man to not blow his bag and shut the fuck up. <sighs> too late. Um. Oh no! That, no, he can, he's still gonna get picked up. That nigga fast. Fuck that. That nigga fast. I just need a meme of him running off the plate of Asgard into space. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Number number two is Charlemagne. Again? Uh, yeah. What's so, this man talking about now? So I don't know. I I, I didn't want to talk about it in the rundown. But have y'all heard the Risa Tisa story? No. So I'll give y'all the short version. This chick um, on TikTok, she did, and I'll never know the whole, whole story because I'm not sitting through literally 52 TikToks. That woman. Yes. Yes. I married the uh, wrong man. Who or, the fuck did who, I marry? Who the fuck did I marry? Yeah. Uh, basically, she, married, she met and married this, this dude during the pandemic 
this is like peak pandemic. It's like 2020. Okay. During the pandemic, and um, he was a former arena football player who was also the VP of a not- a, a notable condiment company. Um, basically, he moved in. With, he moved in with her and was basically like, "Look," uh, and she got pregnant. It was like basically, "Look, um, I'm gonna look for us a house." Um, but I got plenty of money saved up through stocks and all this shit. And I just need you to pay for X, Y, Z real quick. He did not have stock money. Of course not. Uh, he did not have CEO money. Of course not. And he was not a former arena football player. Of course not. Uh, he was a forklift. He was a forklift operator. Um, I, he lied about literally his entire life and was like, and when I say it was literally shit like. Um, and this is getting away from the point, but basically he like he he had a it was a bunch of shit he had going on, like to the point where every morning when she got up, he was on the patio talking to his brother, and he had this great relationship with his brother. And they would talk I mean, would talk about his family, would talk about him trying to get get back on his feet, getting this new good job, talk about his kids. As it turned out, it turned out that not only does his family have a terrible relationship with him because he's a scammer? He scammed about his whole life. Not only was he a scammer and lying, he wasn't even talking to his brother. He was just on the patio talking to himself. Oh. He was just every morning. Every morning. So he real crazy. Every morning. And this all happened. This all this whole con job happened in the course of like a year and a half. And this woman has got has garnered millions of followers because this is like a fifty this is like a fifty part TikTok. And Charlemagne went on to say on his program that the only reason she got she was gotten over on is because she is because she fat and couldn't get nobody else. Hey Charlemagne what? new rule uh uh people with rape cases don't get to have opinions about uh, about what women do about women getting scammed, about women being harmed. Uh, people with open rape cases that get covered up, that, that get covered up by our heart don't get to have those opinions. Uh, so why don't we, so before people start digging up your bullshit again, <laughs> because the internet is not written in pencil, why don't we just be calm, mind our own business, and shut the fuck up? <laughs> That was not your moment, dog. Like, I, if I was Charlemagne, I would never have an opinion about anything women do ever again. If I looked like an anime stuffed character, I wouldn't have an opinion about what women. You bleach your skin, dog. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You bleach your skin and you drug and you drugged a woman. Stop it. And the number one person, I, I yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and bring up the video for this one. Oh gosh, video. Uh, number one person should shut the fuck up is Doctor Umar. Oh He's man, back. He's, He's been back. a while. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that making sense wasn't going to last. Uh, I was tired of agreeing I with was, that man. Yeah, I was getting concerned. I was getting concerned. I thought I so, he was changing. Or I was. Doctor Umar has come to the conclusion. Let's see if I can find this quick. That the Earth is flat. Well, first of all, the first problem is Dr. Umar was talking to um, Nick Cannon. Oh, that's still bad. I would say that's worse. Uh, And I have to say, 
What was that conversation like? That's crazy. Them niggas, them niggas hurt my head. I was, I like, that's got to be like the waste of a, a good substance. Like if you're drunk and you're around them when they're talking, you leave sober. I, I was going to say he would definitely blow my high. Um, I'm looking for the video, but basically this nigga was saying that um, that instead of leaving, uh, instead of giving kids tablets and phones, uh, that he should give that you should give them uh, dictionaries, that you should give them dictionaries, and you should give them encyclopedias um, under their tree for Christmas, because when you give when you give a kid technology like a phone or a tablet or a video game, you are funding you are funding their um, their prison pipeline. That basically you're funding their incarceration, and that. The more you give them uh, tablets and phones and not books and dictionaries, you're assuring that they're going to go to prison. Hey, hey, Umar, niggas read on tablets. There's literally one of the biggest selling tablets of all time. It was literally created to read books on. I don't understand. You can read things on those devices. A lot, not most, but a lot of people do. As somebody that has worked in bookstores for most of his adult life, I am begging you to stay out of grown folks' business. Furthermore, you're talking to a man that I know does not read nary an encyclopedia. Not a one. Or nary a dictionary. Not one. Nothing in his vernacular says that he does. Fam, I am so, I, and this bothers me. It doesn't sound like much, but it bothers me so much because I'm so sick of this narrative that quote unquote niggas don't read. It's not true. It is not true. As somebody that was it, fam, as somebody that worked in a bookstore all my life, niggas show up for books. They really do. You just helped me move, bro. Mm-hmm. Most of the cases we moved were full of what? Books. And I mean, not like bullshit either, like the good shit. The shit you want to read on a cold. Well, I don't even care about it. Except being the, the one box of watches. <laughs> <laughs> it was my 20s. I was young. Whatever. We carried it just watch after watch. Whatever. Just come, come. You still, have, you still have to watch this old girl about you? I know where it came from. No, it came from me and my hard-earned work uh-huh. and okay. my paycheck. Okay. okay. Sir. Okay. I just know she was very into watches. That's all. Whatever. I'm not that good. Okay. All right. I'm just checking. Here it is. Here it is. Here this nigga go. They bought a whole bunch of gifts, right? This is where we got to take responsibility. Right. Most parents, they just celebrated Christmas. They bought a whole bunch of gifts, right? right. How many had books under the Christmas tree? Mm. How many had a dictionary under the Christmas tree mm. with more than 100 pages? Phonics program. How many had a thesaurus <laughs> under the Christmas tree? <laughs> right. How many bought a complete set of encyclopedia A through Z under the Christmas tree? Right. Most of what was done. Stop. Stop. I just Stop. love I love how Nick Cannon is laughing like he's yes anding. I'll say nigga. he's just nodding it, at this nigga. I, I don't even need to see the video to know that he's agreeing. Clearly not doing any of the shit this man is suggesting. Dog. What? You know why? Because 
No one is buying encyclopedias. No one is buying big ass dictionaries. There are the as people dude, that make the dictionaries have a website. As a dude that had a set of Encyclopedia Britannicas. Because you are odd. Hey. And because and because you've lived somewhere for a long time, and when people live somewhere a long time, they accumulate a lot of things. I had Funk and Wallace as our encyclopedia. Okay. Like all the things he's talking about buying on a on a large scale don't have to be bought. Correct. This is true. There are there are credible websites by those same publishers giving you that same information that you have access to on those same tablets and electronic devices that you swear are going to get ligas locked up. What the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are we talking about? What are you talking about? Under the Christmas tree was tablets, cell phones, HD TVs, laptops, video games, clothes, hair, sneaks, right? (laughs) Now, (laughs) most parents would never even realize this, Nick. You are consciously investing in your son's future incarceration. Mm. Why am I saying that? that? (laughs) Because if he's in the fifth grade reading on a second and you just bought him a video game, a HD TV, a tablet and a phone. (laughs) What's the chances he going to be doing any more work to improve his reading skills? He's not. not. You just invested in his distraction. You just invested in his future mass incarceration. You see that? I got a theory about people that talk really quickly. Like anyone that's afraid to slow a conversation down is trying to con you. Uh, Guaranteed. We from the South, our cadence is different. Nah, bro. Nah, nah that nigga nah, from no. the South. Nah, bro. That nigga from the South? When I comes to, when I'm talking about for expectations. Nah, bro. I've traveled too, dog. <laughs> nah, bro. People, even, even, and I'm thinking about Boston and New York cadences, dog. It, it, I'm telling you, it, nah, con artists. The other half of con this artists. is, the other half of this is that he was trying to. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree. He was just saying it. <laughs> The other half of this is that that nigga was interviewing, for some reason, interviewing Lil Yachty, and he was trying to encourage him and all black people to stop saying the word nigga. The fact that Umar, that, that excuse me, that Jermaine wants us to stop saying uh, nigga is, for me, it's encouragement to never stop saying nigga. I want to stop, I want to start saying nigga just because it upsets Umar. I'm not going to lie to you. If I had an interest to date white women, it would be because it would upset Dr. Umar. I promise you that. Just to upset him. Just to upset him. I'm going to send you the meme, too. I, I'm not going to lie. I would further exacerbate that situation by making sure she was okay listening to his content just so I could tag him in the video of us listening to him before we kiss. Everything about... <laughs> you brought us together, Doc. Everything about Jermaine, everything about Jermaine, <laughs> everything, everything, everything is so corrosive weird. to the fabric of black people advancing on this planet, in this society, ever. Everything so about weird. him is a disease. Everything, everything about him is misinformation. He is misinformation incarnate. If I saw this nigga on the street, I would I would definitely shin kick him. I would absolutely shin kick him. I would send Cam Newton after him. I shit you not. I I, I want to send all them niggas from the running man after him. <laughs> I swear to God, everything about Dr. Umar annoys me. And yes, yes, we could say, oh, Oz is saying something. Oz is saying something is bad because he doesn't like it. Yes, I'm saying that about him. Yes. 
We can't even find this nigga's thesis defense. We don't even know if this nigga is a real doctor. Are you fucking kidding me? I heard he has a school that he went to. He doesn't even. I heard he had a school he's building. They ran him out of that state. He, the state told him he's not allowed to build it. The state told him to stop accepting money and to stop squatting in that, pla- in that place you found on the corner. Uh-huh. Stop it. This nigga is forever a menace. I don't understand how the rebrand has worked so well. We are so thirsty for leadership, for genuine, mature leadership that we will never have again, by the way. We will never have another Chairman Fred. I'm just telling you. We Sorry. will. We will, but that person is three generations away. I was going to say, we, we, we got a lot of work mark, to do before we see words. that. I will say, in our lifetime, we don't have that. We, and we'll we're be, not going to. We'll be, we'll be your mom and I, my mom's ages. Oh, yeah. But I promise you, three generations from now, we'll have that person. Because this generation is already sick of it, and the generation behind them is learning how to do it more efficiently. Yeah, we got to be on the way out for that can happen, which means Umar definitely got to be on the way out. I want him on the way out right now. I want to kick him in his ass. I really do. But you're speaking to his level of success. You got to remember, for every black person you want as Jamal in white spaces, never forget some niggas have a Trisha. You were right. You were right. I I just... I hate this nigga forever. I really do. Like he had, and he says some. And I'm with, I'm mature enough to admit that he has some shit that he says at some point from time to time. The stop clock logic is not good enough for me. We have to, and we have to stop holding people that we want to be our leaders to that standard. It has to be better. We have to be better than oh that nigga have some points sometime. Okay. To because our, because chairman because enough? chairman Fred was on point. Two out of twenty four is not enough for you. They gotta two. be right. They gotta be right more than two hours out the day. Two. Umar is one of the. Umar is one of the. Uh, is one of the thirty five. Umar is one of the thirty five people that couldn't identify rectangles. And that's why he's right twice a day. A broken clock is right twice a day. Uh, that clock isn't even on. It's still probably right twice a day. Okay, fair enough. Fam, yeah, we got to get him the fuck out of here. We will never have genuine leadership. And the fact that we're so thirsty for leadership that we hang on the the little nuggets of things that he says that sound good is really a testament to where we are as a community and the fact that he has any credence whatsoever in the community. We We have to stop taking these niggas piecemeal. Chairman Fred was not a piecemeal nigga. Not even a little bit. Most everything Chairman Fred said was bars. I was about to say, but you're talking about a generation that wasn't so charm and charisma focused and really was more results driven and intention focused. And we're talking about a series of generations that is way more influenced by charm and charisma and less concerned with intention. Yeah, and we'll talk about and and this is definitely something I want to unpack on Patreon. Fluent, make a note, please. No, you don't have anything. Okay, I, look, make it's, a, it's Umar. Say, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to make a note. This is something I want to expand on a little bit on Patreon. Other than that, uh, Doctor Umar, comb your beard and shut the fuck shut up. The fuck up. <sighs> Y'all, did we do a podcast? He does always look like he just dropped some mayo in it. In his beard? Yeah, man. Oh, he be conditioning that shit. It's always like little patches. Oh, it's, the other patches are glistening. It's always food. Because he, he'll never clean up his, his grandma basement. Clean your room. 
Clean your room before you try room. to tell me. That was always Randall's thing. Clean your room before you try to talk to me. I just know that he's going to come out with a porcelain queen. Have we done a podcast, y'all? <laughs> yeah. Before this goes any further yeah, off the rails. Yeah, okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I know what I'm getting y'all for Christmas this year. Oh, I don't want to know. A Beretta? A dictionary. Guys, thank you so much. Um, it has been a hell of a ride. Um, we gave y'all we gave y'all a long episode, but it was a lot of it was a lot of good conversation, I'll a lot of good information. Um, I was gonna say, if we're talking about a book, you can you can get me. Is I can I can do better than that. I um, love a good thesaurus. Um, I don't have that discount anymore, so I'd be missing just snatching up books for three dollars. Um, guys, thank you so much. Um, we, y'all know what the deal is. We're gonna be here. We're going to be here to help y'all get through it. That's why we're here. Um, gentlemen, it's always, it's always a pleasure. Love y'all to the bottom of my heart. Um, I was just bragging on y'all. Y'all are coming along. Y'all are, y'all, are some, y'all are genuinely coming along as good podcasters. I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Um, keep up the good work. Great pod. Um, in the meantime, we'll be back next week with more foolishness, more fuckery. Y'all know what it is. Sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting, all that shit. Um, until then, this has been episode 253 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. Y'all not going to find me on that toilet. God <laughs> damn it. I am the fluent one. And it's always forever imparting titties. That's not the I knew it. I knew it. Small ass titties. This nigga, bro. Heavy titties. Them light titties. Relax, dog. Them no nipple titties. Them inverted nipple Bro, titties. Bro, relax. I'm relaxed, nigga. I'm talking about titties. He's talking about relaxed titties. I'm talking about relaxed titties. titties. Bye, niggas.